Fox, what what's that noise? Do, do you hear that? I I don't know. I think it's the the sweet sounds of an intro. It could be intro music because right now we don't actually hear anything. But if everything yeah. goes according to plan, then it could be intro music. Yeah, I was just gonna I was just kind of rolling with it like you told me to do. Well, I just told you you're gonna roll with it, right? And you're like, huh? What? What's going on? And I go, yeah, you'll 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 get me. It'll work itself out. But yeah, intro music, man. We've done it. Maybe. We've ascended. There was a post on a thread, whatever, on Reddit the other day from someone who took a bunch of battle music from the game and made their own, I guess it's like an orchestral, not a remake, but an orchestral cover of it. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. So I sent the old PM over and, uh, you know, said, you know, uh, buongiorno. And <laughs> and uh, it's a long story short. Uh, they asked for credit, of course, which I, you know, was going to give whether they asked for it or not, and said it should be fine, assuming I can get it. But otherwise, well, I'll figure it out. But uh, thank you. It is from our good—I don't know him, so I can't say good friend—but it is from Federico Dubini over in Italy. So, yeah, thanks a lot, Federico. It's Federico. There's no R. It's Federico Dubini. I see. I see an R in this name, though. No, it's it's Fed. Federico. Oh, Fed, there's oh, an okay. R because it's Rico. It's Federico. Yeah, I was just I was just misreading it because literacy is hard. Oh, no, I see it now. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Federico. I uh, I screwed that up entirely. He's but I do appreciate your uh, your letting us do that, though. If you're going to butcher his name, a fox, he's going to be Fed Rico up with you. Yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> that one's for air. Yeah, it's awfully cool of him, though. Yes. Uh, he puts that out and lets us use it. So that's well, awesome. he put it out not for our use, but just because I guess he wanted to. I didn't quite ask why right, he right. made it, but I assume it's a passion project. Yeah, which is awesome. And naturally, Ragnarok was the one that fit us. At least we both agreed on. You're you're very picky. Yeah. Uh basically <laughs> we, we, we constantly like went back and forth about a couple intros now. Thirty five episodes, two. Fox. Yeah, and um and every time I kind of shut it down because it always seemed like the song was like too epic for us uh, to to enter on. And uh, finally, uh, finally, we end up picking something, a battle theme, no less, <laughs> that uh, that was just the right level of epic, I suppose. I was just glad it was something Eleven related instead of just like we could have picked anything. It could have been some random pots and pans down the stairs. <laughs> but it was very fitting. <laughs> right. See what kind of noises pop out. Oh, apparently his profile here on Reddit says he is an Italian digital composer. Uh, you can listen to his albums here at federicodubini.bandcamp.com or open.spotify.com slash artist. There's a lot of numbers and letters there I can't repeat. All right. Yeah, there you go. I guess that's sufficient. So, okay. Yeah. Once so again, it... interrupting Fox, welcome back to WTF in Vonadil. With Spicy and... <laughs> The Fox Danger. Yeah, see? Is, see, we, we get an intro, and then we completely fuck up our, uh, you know, 30-some-odd episode habit of uh, being able to talk to people. 35 episodes. Yes. It's been that many already. So many. So how are you, Fox? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, I've i spent a lot of time today answering questions. Yes, I've I saw spent that. a lot of time the last couple days answering questions, actually. Um, I retested some stuff on... Um, on Beastmaster and Killer Instinct, and there's still more retesting to be done, and it's also now bled into like the old circle effects and exactly what they do. Um, there was a lot of really rudimentary testing from like 2007 that had taken place, so there's so many things that have taken place over the years that 
it just needs to be completely redone. Like we've been working off of old assumptions that don't really seem to be holding up anymore. So there's some things that I'll have to verify. Um, but outside of that work and answering the same question multiple times about how Killer Instinct works, um, please just look at the Discord, especially in the lab, and then ask questions to clarify after not the same question. Um, but aside from that, I've just been updating stuff in game. Um, I was really stoked, and we might talk about this a bit later, actually, given the focus of the episode, but I got to play uh, some Dancer yesterday, and we cleared uh, V15 Zevioso. Yes, we did, that was... and I got to be a terrible Dragoon. <laughs> well, it was a terrible Dragoon that still ended up... Uh, we, we still ended up clearing that thing with quite a bit of time left, though. So Four minutes, 13 seconds left? Yeah, yeah, it, it was just the, the DT sets, and honestly, that's an awkward topic for Dragoons anyway. It is... Of course, the 26 Magic Evasion meme came up, but Dragoon <laughs> Dragoon gets great offensive DT gear. It just has no Magic Evasion on the um, Hijarandi or Hirandi or whatever it is. Yeah, dude, you like splash it with magic and it explodes like a carnival game. Yes, I felt like a paper bag. I was getting hit by Vespian <laughs> Hurricane for over a thousand damage in DT. Yeah, that's gross, man. <laughs> I didn't have Bar Arrow, which might have been maybe enough with the two Carols to set me over a threshold of not being nuked and hit with stuff for over a thousand regularly but i mean physical hits weren't too bad yeah so to give people an idea um we had double uh double soul voice carol which is pretty good but usually you want to stack it with uh with bar spell to really make that stuff just not matter uh but instead of uh using like a healer we actually or with that kind of a healer we actually went in with uh with me on dancer instead and uh just i basically just cured you frontline forgot the most debuffed. important job Oh, how we also worked a Beastmaster into the group? Beastmaster all the things. Be all yeah. the beast that you can be. Yeah, and that's really going to be a trend going forward for a lot of these NMs. Like Every NM's well, Beastmaster now. Yeah, yeah, you might as well just ab- abuse their uh, their debuffing potential. Like I'm basically using our group to turn Beastmaster into Geomancer, like 2.0. It's better because the Geo's 95% na- you know, nerfed in that event, so. Yeah. And I mean, uh, a beast can normally do damage as well, but a lot of times I've been keeping the Beastmaster out of the fight. Like a Geo. Uh, simply, uh, well, kind of like a Geo, yeah. Uh, but just mostly because the damage type it uses uh, it uses best isn't going to be conducive to the fight itself. Like, yeah, you can slap a turret on Beast and do piercing damage, um, but it's not going to add as much as making sure that Slug stays safe and it provides a consistent uh, debuff along with being able to swap appropriately and keep Killer Instinct up and stuff. So, like, managing your pets is, is really critical in a lot of these these Tier 3s. So it's not usually worth the the risk of trying to And we're to swapping pets, when you don't too. Need it. That's why. Yeah, like, because the killer effects and having the attack and defense down is more valuable than trying to do damage because everyone else is doing the damage. Yeah, yeah. Like, less is still more, even though you do need more DDs on V15. You need at least two on most of these fights. Yeah, I think people look at a job like Beast and Zevioso and go, oh, Beast doesn't do piercing besides for, you know, Torret, which it can do. And it's like, oh, why would we want to do that? Bring Dragoon, bring Samurai with Shining One, bring Ranger, etc. You know, don't bring. Uh, your battery's running low. My laptop is not plugged in. Woohoo. You better figure that out. Yeah, we actually have an arrow body coming up at V15, and we're just going to do the trend of substituting the Geomancer for a Beastmaster um, and see what we can work with on, you know, common strats. Well, I didn't you know, know I wasn't plugged in. Well, I mean, at least to let you know before we had to completely redo all of this. That would have been so, good. <laughs> right? If you thought that first intro was awkward, just wait till you hear the second. 
uh, it would have been like last time when we had to stop in the middle of the episode because it was we were doing it super late, and you know I had the, oh, yeah. I have the bedroom here because it's a nice isolated space, and Carrot wanted to sleep. She kicked you the fuck out. I, it was necessary. It was like when we were like two or something in the morning, and she has work. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, uh, when I, you know swapping pets is great, despite what the auction house forums may have you believe about. You know, you can't swap pets. Your timer. You know, you, you know, you can. And what people need to realize is I'm one of the, the main people who advocate for Beast DD, like like a Beastmaster actually pro- providing good DD because it can. It's just you, you have to know when to do these things and when something is going to hurt your party more than being able to benefit your party and exactly where those pros and, cla- uh, pros and cons lay. Like if, if the Beast is providing those kinds of critical buffs and their melee isn't exactly giving you like superior options and you already have DDs there, you might as well protect the thing that's making your other DDs perform. And that's kind of the way you want to look at things, especially in providing like strategy and things like that. You know, besides forgetting to say this is WTF and Von Adil, I forgot to also say today we're covering job synergy and I guess we're already doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of a the the prefunk to that, I suppose. You can't stop the funk. <laughs> Doesn't have nearly as good an outline. But yeah, I've really enjoyed so I've been we've been putting or I've been putting too much to Felgar's dismay on <laughs> the recordings of these flights. <laughs> on youtube on the you know it's not just because we haven't had after hours there's been some before hours and other stuff that might end up on there soonish maybe i don't know i gotta i gotta look but that but the fights are going on there now so that's that's good we did zevioso with what dancer core beast dragoon red mage and bard yep those are the six yep nagai with yep, beastmaster is even better beastmaster was my favorite on nagai so far it was just so valuable that it was i couldn't see not doing it with beast after that yeah, completely butter smooth. Uh, despite the the attacks being water magical based in nature, the attack down seemed to save the the monk in a lot yes. of situations. Like there was no danger. Save me of too. Death. Yeah. Well, there was danger of death for me um, because I you know got ninety eight <laughs> HP left. But besides, after that one moment was over, uh, you know, I was never. It was just a smooth fight, and I was happy to use club on blue. So there you go, another another fun thing I never get to do is actually use club. Right. In a, that's the first time I've used club in a serious fight on blue. Yeah, well, you know, it's not the last time either. Um, if you can equip that weapon, better believe I'm going to have you slap that on and we're going to go fight something. It is absolutely fun. Nice. But yeah, um, aside from that, though, I, I'm probably going to be balls deep in retesting the circles things and just putting out more strats. Um, looks like uh, looks like Eric's came over to our server and Did he? With one of his characters. I saw something today while I was working. I saw that. I'm like, what? what is this? Is he need clears? Yeah. I'm like, I guess he's going to need clears. Maybe he's just buying the Naomi and jumping back or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, Naomi on Azura is now one point as of as of the time we're recording this. It's one point two seven five mil per piece. It's it's absurdly low. So I don't blame him for jumping servers to not have to buy it for like seven million a piece and our tier three finally went down to 5.46 or something instead of 5.1 i'm gonna be really interested when um 5.046 when the monster of the week becomes uh kalunga and see how far it drops down because people generally fight kalunga using the new strat of um of how to use those uh segment or not segment but uh rp farming amplifier amplifier thing yeah the amplifier that's what i was looking for but yeah, it's cool though. Um, he came over, so we're gonna we're gonna clear a bumble for him. The group just doesn't know that yet. Um, so we're gonna do that. And I saw that normal part. farm business. I'm excited yeah. because that means we get to have him in a video. That's right. As we savage blade a, a V zero bumba for him. Oh, we're doing V zero. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no reason to do any other tier because we would still need to go back and do it for the person sitting out. So, well, if we did V five or ten for him, and that person came back and we farmed it again, would it matter? Technically, no. I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking we're starting to get into something that's not related, but yeah. Yeah, you go off on on a whole no a tangent. <laughs> um, but aside from that, not a whole lot. Uh, what have you What have you had going on, man? I know that we just recorded fairly recently, but yeah, well, we're gonna have to do it again because in a week. So when this is launching, I will have been married for less than twenty four hours when this is launching. More like oh, my condolences. 20. Yeah, well, you know, everyone says, you know, oh, you sign your life away. It's like, I'm sorry. What What does that mean? Is that supposed to be funny? I mean, is that is that you know? It's something you'll just have to find out on your own. It's part of the adventure of life. Uh, I had made something really crude in response to it that I thought was absolutely hilarious, but I've already forgotten it. But I, I made something at the spur of the moment to that, and I'm like, oh, that is great. I got to use that again. And now I can't recall it. <laughs> Womp. It's unfortunate, dude. Oh, well. Hey, um, it was something about yeah, so just because the meat out. in the fridge goes bad doesn't mean you can't get fresh meat. Yeah. It was something like that. But <laughs> okay. otherwise, otherwise, I've been very busy. And now it looks like Serge is coming to the uh, the wedding, which is nifty, because apparently he's a professional baritone. And he will be not only filling in for your smooth, silky voice, Fox, but apparently he'll be singing because I'm going to make him sing. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> that him. sucks because like, I, I would I would hell get down on some karaoke. Oh, I've, I've done a lot of karaoke in the past. You too. You, we could start doing like uh, he loves Metalocalypse. So he could he could be Nathan. In the past, we had called him Nathan Explosion and we could start doing like a <laughs> we could get a thing going, a karaoke of Metalocalypse. That's pretty awesome. I, don't know. I hope that I hope that lives up to its potential. I guess I'd I be, really do. I guess I'd be murder face. Nice. But otherwise, I've been very busy, haven't gotten to do things I want to do, like working on guides or improving the audio for the show, which I committed to two weeks ago and haven't gotten to because stuff, you know, making food, preparing, planning out, dealing with people, th- you know, things like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm busy otherwise. Blowing up 177 balloons. 117 balloons. We, as I said, I, last I'm going to always get that number wrong. I, I know every time it's going to be 99, you know, red balloons. Oh boy. Which is not red. I hate when they change core words of songs to make them rhyme still. It doesn't work. Anyway, uh, did I mention the cat swaddler? No. What, what are you talking about? I've been about? meaning to mention the cat swaddler for uh, like four episodes now. And every time I forget, I even put in the podcast notes last time and didn't get to it. Got a cat swaddler. Sounds like some kind of, sounds like some kind of criminal. No, no, no. Cat, cat swaddler? I, I guess it could be a, a supervillain or something. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm aware with what swaddling is, but just like the way you say it, it sounds like it's like the Hamburglar or something. Yes, well, Carrot picked up a swaddler for cats. It's, you know, like you'd use for a baby, but except for cats. And it's a, you know, like a messenger bag, but it's not a messenger bag because it's closer to your body. So it's like this little thing you loop over one shoulder and it's like a pouch beneath your arm that you stick the cat in because the cat will want. <laughs> I can just picture your face right now because you're dead quiet. Yeah. So the cat will on your lap or something, or you know, be bothering you because she's. I'm using air quotes here. Trained Blackie to jump up on a shoulder, like a monkey or something, uh-huh. um, which can be inconvenient when you're trying to do something or he wants food. So he then jumps up on your shoulder like a parrot, which you know, while cute, can be destructive because it is a cat with claws. 
So I always had to go, thanks. Go, go in there, carrot. That's that's great. Thanks. Now I've been clawed. <laughs> but, you know, you know, sometimes the cats want your lap because it's warm or whatever. And you know, just pick them up in the cat swaddler because it's like, you know, she'll be sitting there and she goes, what am I supposed to do with these cats? And I look at her and her lap's covered in two cats. And I'm like, yeah. But so the answer is the cat swaddler as seen on no TV because no one has ever yeah. thought of owning one. You just swaddle them and then just casually drape them over the cat tree and then they can't get into stuff. So, like, you know, you're going to get the mail and the cat's in your lap? Well, you just swaddle them, you know, put them in a little, you put them in a sling and take them around. That's good, man. That's, you know, you're very healthy cat people. Yeah, for real. Speaking of Swaddler being a villain, didn't mention last time either. Did you know, Fox, that I am Batman? Oh, excuse me? You don't remember? That's a, that's a, that's a some mighty huge shoes to fill like what what makes you think you're batman well less than two weeks ago the memes oh i know what you're talking about less than two weeks ago some memes had made their way over from uh the Asian discord whatever that is whatever place that might be about (laughs) some angry angry troglodytes his his toadies his followers were very upset about my musings on reddit that evolved see what happened was there was a thread someone had made on reddit Asking, who are the content creators in this game that I could follow and listen to, you know, whatever. So someone says, you know, Mr. Happy and gets rated down because I guess there's an anti-happy faction or something. I don't know. I don't care about him. And then someone says, uh, New Dawn. <laughs> someone says, Ejin. Someone says, Us. And then someone comes out of the woodwork like, Ejin's the worst. Don't, you know, he's, he's horrible. Don't follow him. Da, da, da. And then, then, you know, so the person goes, why? So I chimed in and said, I feel like there's no good way of answering that, or I feel like just answering that's going to cause a shitstorm, which it did. And <laughs> long story short, the the path went down there, and I said some things like, um, Ejin's like Two-Face from Batman, where I get to play Batman in this role and go, what about the community? And then Ejin yells, I am the community! So that, that post right there of me saying he would yell out he's the community after falling from grace like Two-Face, I guess the irony of that was lost on them. I mean, not that yes. he ever was in grace, but you know the, the Two-Face you know, thing was good. The irony being lost on them is what I got from every single one of those memes that got posted. Because like none of them actually made Ejin look good. Well, only one of them had my name spelled right, so I assume it was two people and one guy made one and spelled my name right, and the rest were all spelling it incorrectly because of course they were. So it started off with Batman looking through Jesus in the clouds. And it said, oh, yeah. yes, that's, that's, that's why I'm mentioning it, because it's too good not to mention. It is pinned to the channel there. It is it is great. Yes. Uh, spicy watching Asian stream be like, and it's got Batman looking into the clouds and Jesus is in the clouds. And I just, I saw that and I knew we were in for a treat because I'm like, what is this? It's like, it's like they don't even realize that that's, that would actually just imply that Spicy needs to like step into action to stop whatever's occurring. Yes, like like you're supposed to be the hero that that everyone is calling for. They're, they're literally also saying he's Jesus in that analogy, which is just right. odd. So ridiculous. They all come out basically to just be I'm his number one fan, but they spelled my name wrong, so obviously it's not me. It's someone else then. Yeah, basically what I saw from all of those memes is that in every single one of them, it somehow like indirectly painted Egan as a villain, or, <laughs> or was like the person in the villain role. In like every single one of them, and like Spicy was always Batman. So I mean, what is his own community trying to get across? It has the one. It has the one where it's the Batman comic where he slaps Robin, and it just has Batman saying Spicy with an E Y, and it just it has Robin saying Ejin trying just trying to make a living, 
and it has me slapping them, which I'm like, oh, that you know, I don't have a problem with that one. That's pretty good. But they wouldn't be saying it wouldn't be saying name and person doing something as vocal. You know, it doesn't really work. Right, it's it's still implying that that Spicy's bitch slapping agent. <laughs> I think every time they made one of these, it was just the opposite of it, what. It, yeah, it just doesn't have the effect they wanted, and and I don't I don't care about the, like the new or not new done, but I don't care about the Egypt Crusade or anything. I'm pretty neutral in it, even though I think it's pretty ridiculous. But um, like nothing, like I had to laugh because none of these memes had the desired effect. They were all terrible. They were such. Shit they memes. were all bad. If they, the Jesus yeah. one was just ridiculous, is why it's funny. But everything else was just terrible. Like like the one with Two Face saying, "I reported Asian for the millionth time, and he's vanilla now," as if he would ever go vanilla. But whatever. I uh, just they're just dumb, and I don't I understand this narrative that I'm reporting him. I don't. I wouldn't waste a moment of my day reporting him. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not the ones getting banned. <laughs> if we're gonna look at root cause here, guys. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, that that was that is something. Also, I it was great because they came in that thread and just every one of them just raided me down as much as they could, just one after another, sock accounts and all, and just flooring my posts to whatever negative value they could reach. It was great. Okay, it's always good to know that you can move the uh, the toads. That's right. Otherwise, uh, besides playing with you and doing that, and we CP'd, which was great. Which was oh, actually, yeah, it was really great. We're making it ten really, mil an hour. Really was, yeah, yeah. Um, especially given the party, because like out there, you can easily get like 12, 14 mil an hour, depending on like what camp you're pulling and like where you're pulling it and stuff. Like if you have people who are are geared basically the way you should be and not, you know, us. Like, like basically, if everyone is is at the pinnacle of their job, but they just don't have job master yet. And the job like setup itself is absolutely perfect and everything. Like you can hit like ridiculous numbers out there. Um, we were not that, uh, we, we, we were like a puppet master, a dancer, a paladin who actually wasn't doing anything. Um, we <laughs> have Holy Circle. Yeah. He was there for Holy Circle and that's literally it. Um, we had a scholar and a bard and a core, like it was like a ragtag group of like, we almost made a good three song right? bard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three song bard, which which is fine. Oh, by yeah, the way, guys, as soon as I said three song, three song, I said bards. you're in. Three songs. Yeah, that's all we want. Because that's all we need. You don't need you don't need four or five songs at that camp. I promise. I take a fucking but we, two we song were, bard. Yeah, we, we were at the the apex floaty heads or the sperm heads, uh, the seraiths or whatever you call them. Um, and yeah, we were just absolutely mauling them with a skill chain. Um, there's not much else to say. Like you can take a ragtag group of people out there like we were and just absolutely destroy them as a party of five that had six members. <laughs> you really hated Sammy's paladin, didn't you? Well, I, okay, so I didn't hate the paladin. I just didn't understand how only flash occurred and only every once in a while. Like there were mobs running all over the place and that was what was frustrating for me. Well, because like the bard would pull. And then when the bard would pull, there'd be all these mobs as soon as we woke him up, just like running after the bard again. And it's like, you, you have literally one job that isn't Holy Circle. Speaking of Paladin, so, we have an email here from someone, which is not abject this time. We also have an abject email right. that we will get to after yeah. this email, because abject is, of course, three questions, like we're a fucking magic lamp here. <laughs> yeah. Do I get to be the genie? I want to be the genie. I'm Tell Will. me I'm Will Smith. Oh, you're Will Smith and I'm Robin Williams. Excellent. I don't know which one of those is the worst, uh, you know, analogy or, or comparison there or likeness. 
Robin Williams was the better genie. Uh, of course so he we was. have he's the only genie. <laughs> For real. I may have appreciated John Oliver playing the role of Zazu, but fuck the Lion King remake too. What is all this nonsense? When's the next Pocahontas remake or so? And they're just going to go down the whole list. The Mulan one is terrible, too. I mean, what do we want? A movie worth watching for. <laughs> oh, man. Wonder Woman was terrible, too. What is with all these bad movies? What is going on? You know, talk about respect the listener's time. They need to respect the viewer's time. Yeah, for real. I actually haven't seen a movie I, I enjoyed in a while. But, I mean, that, we're, we're, we're way too off. off yes, so here. the email here is from Mithriel of, I guess, a server server, because they were asking to join the link show here at the end, so I won't read that line now that they asked. Uh, hey guys, just found your podcast. Well, the title is Caps Lock with Exclamation Mark. Fuck! So, wow, <laughs> it's a good way to start. Hey guys. Uh, no, thank you, but thanks for your consideration. I, you know, I don't know what I'm being offered here. I'm just seeing it, but you're going to have to present what you're offering. Otherwise, hey guys, right. just found your podcast. Thanks for the content you've been putting out. It's fun to listen to, and there's a ton of mechanics that are being explained that I very much appreciate. I had two questions. See, Abject could learn from this. It's only two questions. <laughs> I feel like he could really condense that down to two a little bit. Not that he has to. I don't want to pressure him. He doesn't like being pressured. But I had two questions. If you have the time or get around to it. Hey, look, we have the time. I know, you've, that. I know you've had two episodes on Paladin. I mean, kind of like one and a half. What do you think? Yeah, the original one. Uh, yeah. The original one was me getting excited about your and your block rate and not playing Paladin and, and knowing, you know, thinking it was this amazing thing that no one talks about because apparently no one does talk about for whatever reason when gearing Paladin. Yeah, it, it got a lot better when Martell got on. And then yeah. also, like, the more Paladin related episodes are actually probably more of the mechanics related ones, even though Paladin wasn't specifically mentioned. Like, it's still stuff you secret that was episode. more beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Also, secret Paladin episode, but nobody attributed that. It was the blue is more important, is why. I know you've had two episodes on Paladin, but I feel like it's changed a ton with the release. It hasn't changed a ton of new Odyssey gear. I was wondering, Fox, if you've started with that using that Sakpata for idle slash hybrid over, say, Sovereign, or whether the Enmity Plus and HP Plus is too much of a hit for Enmity Generation. I assume they meant retention. I've looked. I hope so. I've looked all over the place and checked Martell's sets. But I don't think he puts much stock in it as it counters Bert's aftermath. So I've been trying to figure I'm sorry, trying to figure out. Try not to laugh. <laughs> Bert's aftermaths, as I've been trying to figure it out a bit for a bit, any insight would be helpful. So what Spicy's laughing at is is my outburst pre-show that this led to, but he's not actually laughing at your email. He's laughing at what I was. I, I'm, about I'm also laughing at the to, email because uh, it's assuming Martel's. I mean, it's not bad to try and rationalize things. I'm not laughing at your attempt to rationalize things, which is what I think people get upset at when people laugh at them trying to rationalize things. I'm laughing at the rationalization, which is a big distinction. Oh. Uh, well, are are you trying to say that that Martell is actually the figure in the clouds, and that I'm Batman this time? Or <laughs> no, I, I I think Martell is Robin, and uh, oh, I am no. Batman, and you're in the clouds. Oh, okay, sure. But I, I love the fact be. that he's trying to understand Martell by saying, "I don't think Martell puts much stock in Sakpata because it interferes with Burke Gang's aftermath. It counters Burke Gang's aftermath. It interferes. It counters, which is even worse than saying interferes." Yeah. So, okay, uh, the moment Sakpata came out, um, I immediately scrounged the guild to buy the complete set without waiting for it to be re reduced in price. And then I immediately stopped using Sovron in all of my idols. 
um, outside of like the hands. So body, um, Sakpata. Yeah, I don't use Severon body. No, no. not not in uh, any idol set. I figured. Yeah, you don't like refresh on blue mage in your idol either, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, uh, yeah. A lot of people think that I I have like something weird about that, but no. I basically, I just don't ever find I need it on Paladin. So to to explain, um, yes, uh, I use Sekpadas from the moment it came out, um, but I did not use Sekpadas as a five of five set, nor do I use it as a five of five set. Um, I typically will use three out of five in a lot of my shield based sets, so that I can still wear the Reverence plus three feet and the um, the Sovron hands on shield block path because they mesh well with the other accessories that help you focus on block rates and things while still maintaining DT and you know enough accuracy to be able to tone it better and. Uh, and magic evasion, which is of course like the holy grail of stats right now in most content, um, making sure you have the magic evasion to not explode. Um, but yeah, if you try to use Sovron gear nowadays in any relevant content, being you know Odyssey tier three, I guess even tier four, uh, you you will die, and it, it'll be a grisly death too, like one that will leave a shadow on the floor in your paladin outline. Shadows on the wall. Yeah, it'll be it'll be super graphic. Um, the only thing that I can say regarding what, what you're inferring about what's going on with Martel sets is there, there's like this weird stigma and I don't understand it where people who have where, where people assume a mythic weapon and it's AM3 is more important than the rest of your set. And what I'll tell you is that that AM3 has like a 40% double attack rate and then it has a, a 20% triple attack rate and it's not actually double triple attack, but it's occasionally attacks X times. And yeah, that is a lower priority than the double attack that you're going to have in your set. But Sakpatis is not enough of a reason to not use that, even though that double attack is going to get checked first. You're still going to have average more attacks over time than just using that in like Sovron and not being able to hit the mob or just not having any relevant DD related stats at all. Same for something so, like Apple Tree or something. Uh, yes. The, the Shredder Earring is still your best bet to use with something like Telos or, you know, Dedition, ideally. Yeah, pre pre-show i ranted about people not using sherita like people actually actually come to me and they say that they don't use sherita because they're worried about interfering with the occasionally attacks two to three times that the that the am3 gets out and you should use sherita by the way um you should you should actually use your temper as well like don't use that as an excuse to not use temper like you are increasing your attacks over time by having these things act and it's it's i think the thing that people confuse is when you're gearing the advice is you want to make more intelligent choices like Dedition Earring is going to be better than Brutal Earring. That's a very, you know, easy, intelligent... Oh, it's not maybe not easy, but it's yeah. a very intelligent choice because it has a lot more um, store TP that you can get in that slot and it's a weaker slot and the other better pieces of gear generally already have multi-attack on them in general. It's the fact that those pieces of gear are already better. They're just not giving you as much as a boost when AM3 is on, but they were already your best piece anyway in general, just to generalize that. Yes, and there is a tipping point where you can have too much double attack and it will actively, well, I guess it's all diminishing returns technically, but diminishing returns is not the same thing as negatively affecting your set. Um, there, There is a point where you could have too much double attack, but that's not going to happen on Peld and it's not going to happen on like Rune Fencer or something like that. It's going to happen if um, you have a Conqueror. Yeah, Warriors have to care about that because they have like 100% double attack build and then they also have whatever build they're going to do with their Conquerors. I can't talk to an extreme on that one because that's actually the only not 99 job I have. But uh, as far as the theory of how these sets work, um, if you have too much double attack, yes, it will never check the proc rate for your occasionally attack sex times. But if you're sitting at like 80% plus double attack, 
your TP gain is already still pretty good, and maybe you should just gear yourself differently. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't really know why people get weird about that. Um, but yeah, as far as the main question is concerned, though, um, Sackpot is, is a major boon over uh, over the uh, the silver onset, and I do still use the silver onset in like my swaps and stuff because Mnity Plus matters. But you don't really need as much um, HP or Mnity Plus in your idle sets as you used to. Because you take a lot less damage nowadays than you used to. So you don't typically bleed as much enemy. And this is a conversation that Martel and I have actually had on our Discord. Um, but uh, the, the main thing you want to look out for, though, is just don't use the Naomi. Um, Naomi may have what looks like more DT. And it has exactly like 50 more AM, or HP if you use it as a 5 of 5 set, which you shouldn't do. Um, but Sakpata's overall still does more for a Paladin than Naomi will in most situations. So just kind of look at it that way. And I'm talking about unaugmented because the augment road is where everything gets muddy forever. So don't uh, don't go too deep on that one. Um, but just kind of bear in mind that Psychpodis is generally good for everything you're going to do on Paladin, especially in an idle set. Just don't five a five, like approach your sets intelligently. And, you know, whenever I hear Conqueror 2 or think about AM3, I always think of that a very old metal song. So it's in my head now is what I'm saying. So <laughs> anyway. Um, we have a second email, the abject one to get to, but since this is not related to the topic, I want to get this goat thing out of the way here. When I said last chance to share any requests, shoutouts, questions, or favorite job synergy combos before Fox and I record, which I generally don't put out in the Discord because, well, I mean, I probably should actually, but I, I just never usually do for absent-minded reasons. But goat asked... What's your favorite summer alcohol drink? Mine's Summer Shandy after a sweaty day. I don't know if it had to be a sweaty day, but it's that's what he that's what he specified. All right, a sweaty day. My favorite summer alcohol drink. It's white Zinfandel, right? Probably. Oh God, no! I, I drank that today. Drank in past tense because I, I just I basically shotgun the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how you drink wine, right? That's that's but, what you uh, have with your Xanax. <laughs> yeah for real um it just happened to be around and i just drank it because you should never cook with it anyway but that's a long pre-show story uh anyway um uh my favorite summer drink is either a mac and jacks without the orange or mac and jacks. It would be, or it would be a um probably just a, a robust ipa like a, a very a very very um strong ipa strong citrusy uh, one of those two. But then again, IPA is my go-to drink, so I drink that in winter as well. Yeah. Um, if we're going cocktail for me, it's going to be a Moscow Mule, but it's not with the fucking ginger beer like Goslings or some shit. It means you get the fucking ginger, you boil it on the, the stove for a little bit, you throw it in a blender and puree it, and you use, you know, concentrated ginger puree with your Moscow Mule instead of this bullshit, you know, sugary nonsense i i don't like super sugary cocktails i don't typically like sugary anything that's a drink yeah i typically get a headache whenever it's like super sugary um like alcohol like a mixed drink or something it's to lower the acidity of the lime and the bite of the alcohol but that's the point of a cocktail people (laughs) anyway i don't like drinking i just like getting drunk well well better start smoking weed or something uh, either way, my favorite non-cocktail would be something like a nice chilled Riesling or something with some cheese and blueberries and nuts, like pecans. And you're just like a page out of like the Martha Stewart collection. 
what because Riesling's my favorite one <laughs> no just like what you what you pictured or, or the, the picture you just painted makes me think of like the cover of like a pier one imports magazine or something on the uh on the little tiny porch thing with uh, the two the little table and two chairs and the cats on a leash or the swaddler or something oh man i don't think i've been making fun of you uh rotating all your labels to face the camera in your in your pictures you post i just you put the bottle down it's like if, if you're drinking something and you're taking a picture of your food why would you want to have the bottle obscured it's it's on the counter so i'm like eh, pff, there it is you gotta make sure you frame the shot right hey i've been criticized many a times in the past for having horrible uh plating as it was said they say you really need to work on your oh, plating no. it's terrible and that was my previous uh magnanimous with the thing that was the criticism i received is my plating are you serious like yes. when, you, when you're cooking for just you and like maybe someone else you know unless it's like a special occasion who, who the fuck cares about your plating well sometimes like, it's truly sometimes it's good. truly atrocious i i could not disagree with them there but oh man i don't know that's I'm sure it still tastes good. Like it's not like oh, someone course. is like paying you to to create a five star meal or whatever. I don't know. That's that's pretty ridiculous. So let's get to the abject email. <laughs> oh boy, what's he got for us today? You know, I tuned in for job synergy, and all I'm hearing is stuff about Batman and White Zinfandel and and cats. Yeah, Batman has a job. It's called being Bruce Wayne. Uh, you know, Batman v Superman was the worst fucking movie. Yeah, it's terrible because Ben Affleck could have been a good Batman. I know that's that's going to be heresy to say that he could have been. It's not a hard role to fulfill, honestly. Uh, but it's just the whole movie was absolute shit. But anyway, I, I didn't have a problem with Affleck's Batman. But yeah, we can move on. <laughs> so, uh, OK, OK. You so want to read I'm, the intro? I'm, I was going to read the intro here, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dear Foxy Spice, in the time of slow-release storylines and time-restricted content to keep people coming back daily to do one farming run, sometimes two if they took a day off and have a key item on them, and one in reserve, I find myself having some extra time on my hands to experiment with gearing another job and bettering myself, my small group of friends, and my LS as I become more flexible and able to assume other roles to allow us to more easily take on content as a group. With that in mind, I was hoping to get your guys' opinion on three questions that came to mind. Semicolon. Eins. When starting out as a new or returning player hoping to gear and play White Mage, I was wondering if you could briefly cover the White Mage abilities of Aphrodis Solus, Aphrodis Misery, and Divine Caress. What they are, how they should pro- be, how they should capital properly be used. And why so many people seem to be botting White Mage? Well, that's a dumb one. Or asking for White Mage to use some kind of reactive program to cast bar spells automatically in response to enemy moves. This mindset of White Mage relegated to being a care bot is disheartening to some as we try and gather ourselves to be all the White Mage we can be. That's right. <laughs> be all the White Mage you can be. I like be all the beast um, you can be. That's that's. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be a bard thing, but I like the beast one. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's it's kind of a two parter where he wants us to talk about some job abilities uh, and then go through and talk about white mage bots and why they exist and why React is necessary. Um, it's. Not- I believe that's going to be in response to the Meebles ambuscade last month. Oh man, I can't wait to blow that one up. Uh, I know, I know, but uh, that's <laughs> that's where it really resurfaced again, is in everyone's collective conscience. 
<laughs> we did a run where we didn't even have bar spells. <laughs> Fuck Azura. Okay, so White Mage abilities, a flat of solace, misery, and divine caress. Uh, those are very, very important abilities. Um, misery is more important when you don't have a gag rush. So just kind of bear that in mind. Or situationally like for us. The explanation. Yeah, or situationally. Yeah, yeah. Just because you have a, have a Yag Rush does not mean you can dismiss it. And there are situations in the past where misery has been um, a huge benefit uh, to have. Um, but to start with Solace, uh, that's the um, the stance that you'll activate and use about 90% of the time, 99% of the time. I'm just going to throw out arbitrary percentages so you can know Yeah, exactly how often it'll be. Uh, solace is... Um, it does a few things. So while it's on and you cast cures, um, a portion of that cure is 25% as a base, and it can be as high as 49% um, with the rest of your gear uh, will be a stone skin effect that gets left on the player afterwards. So like if you cure for a thousand, you're going to get roughly a 500, uh, a 490 uh, damage stone skin left over. And that's pretty huge. Um, that's usually used as a preventative measure to make sure that when people are like taking damage and stuff that they aren't like one shot by the next attack um you can also use it to inhibit tp gain um if your white mage is savvy enough and that kind of ties into your botting question where bot white mages are very reactionary because they you they literally use react in order to be able to to do what they do um you won't ever find one of those white mages actually pre-skinning people or pre-cure skinning people uh to help them through attacks or just to avoid TP gain or feed that sort of thing. Uh, so already we have a, a benefit to having a human being. As if um, it needed to have more benefits than being a human being. Or, or just, you know, actually being a worthwhile party slot. Yeah. Or not curing me or someone because they swapped into a mid cast or an idol that has different HP when they engage or something. Yeah. You, you swap gear and it starts curing you while constantly. someone else dies at a grisly yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Constantly. It's stupid. So, a flat of solace does another thing too, and this is what helps me in like omen occasionally, or sometimes I'll like help blow up a, a dynamic statue or something. But uh, as you cure people over time, and I forget what the hard limit on the amount of cures is, uh, it actually charges up your ability for to cast holy, and it adds additional damage to it, and it is a very large amount of damage. Um, so when that thing is fully charged, I've come very close to one shotting uh, dynamic stat uh, with that in wave two actually. So it's uh it's it's not small, but it's not something that you can spam, nor is it good to build a strategy around. Um like if you're white mage, you can hit the 30k magic burst and omen with no problem usually. Uh as long as you cure enough in advance to charge up your holy. So it, it can be very powerful, but you need very specific builds, and the rest of your gear has to support it. But it is something else that Solace does. So usually it's just gonna be cure skin and that. And then also um the base bonus your... damage caps out at three hundred eighty or thirteen hundred HP cured. Okay, yeah, so that 380 is actually a very, very large number um, because it's it's affecting the base damage of the spell itself. Um, so think about it as you're you're basically strapping a Dark Knight Scythe to your uh, to your your magic damage is the best way to think Interesting. about it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it works as a base damage exactly like that in the formula. It's just literally the weapon base damage itself. If you want to think of it that way, it's not. A oh, okay, well, you had to clarify a little bit because I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have anything to actually do with weapon damage, but you can think of it that way as like the base damage that you're working with. Um, but that's just added to what it already was. Uh, and then also when it comes to bar spells, um, it gives you a certain amount of magic defense bonus um, when coupled with specific gear, I believe it was. I, I forget, but um, it actually isn't small. Um, it gives you a magic defense bonus versus uh, multiple or whatever that element is that you put it on for. 
So like Eber's Brial plus one, um, I think it's like it's 14 magic defense bonus uh, to bar spells where it matches that uh, that element. Uh, 14% of HP healed the stone skin and 14 MDB of bar spells. Yes. Yeah. So you have the 25%, like, like I said before, it's the 25% is what it starts at. And then that 14% makes it uh, 39 for cure skin. And then you use Alanis's cape, which gives you another 10% there for 49%. And 10 more but, MDB to bar spells. And 10 more MDB. That's correct. So on top of that, you're also adding 24 magic defense bonus with both the Alanis's cape and the Eber's Brial plus one if you're casting bar spells in that as well. So you'll, you'll typically want to make sure that's part of your, your bar spell repertoire. You know, repertoire. Um, you know, every time I sit there and go, you know, I'd like a white mage for this instead of X or Y, you're like, we don't need white. It's like, well, I like the bar spell. It's because you, you you don't need it. I'm a dragoon, damn it. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, that's not a that's not a small amount of magic defense bonus. Like when you have an like, there's a huge difference between people who have burned their white mages up and people who are actual real white mages. And bar spells are one of the main notable differences that you'll see between players having real bar spells or not. Um, let's see here. And then uh, divine caress is really easy. Um, you have your Eber's mitts uh, plus one that go with these. And what they do, uh, and Divine Caress, is uh, you activate it before a status cure, like a Gnaw, not an Erase or an Asuna, but just a Gnaw spell. And uh, it prevents the next uh, certain amount of attempts of them landing that, uh, that status effect back on you. Um, it'll usually show up as like a little shot-looking icon up on your screen, depending on, on what icons you use. Uh, but it, the effect lasts for, I think it's like a minute or two. Um, I forget the exact duration. But uh, you typically want to caress things that, that happen repeatedly. Um, one of the main things is like paralyze. if you're running. Yeah, paralyze. Like it really can help with ice spikes. Yep. Cataray. Uh, doom effects. If something is getting doom spammy, like um, uh, Dynamis uh, Winterst, uh, you can actually caress that if you're working with multiple NMs. Keep your tank, uh, keep your tank not doomed. Um, there's just lots of uh, there's just lots of applications for this. I would like if they added more divine caress plus gear because that's one of my favorite parts about a good white mage. Like I'm spoiled by Carrot always being a good white mage for six years and always having those things ready to do, and it was always great. Oh yeah, Stona uh, against uh, Corio from Divine Caress. Yeah. Uh, the the main thing though is that sometimes people will try to caress against auras, and that just has no effect whatsoever. The aura just triggers so many times that it's just immediately gone. So don't ever try to caress and try to block an aura with that because it's never going to happen. Okay. Uh, but that's about it on that end. And then yeah, just uh, okay. So the meebles thing though, I, I do oh, want to oh. say some shit about that. Yeah, go ahead. I would not want to deprive you of something I really want to hear. Okay. So <laughs> during the meebles ambuscade. Uh, when it first came out, you needed bar spells to stop your, your group from getting wrecked, right? But then we started getting better and better gear. And this time around, like we had Odyssey enabled people walking into like Odyssey gear enabled people walking into this Meebles fight and saying that they needed white mages with react and bar spells and stuff in order to clear the content. And that's just absolutely not true. Um, I don't know what kind of super gimp group that was, but it's not it's not something that was ever needed. Um, our group started out doing that ambuscade under that same fear. And then we realized all you really need is bar arrow because you don't want to get silenced, I guess. And then the white mage can just heal through. Well, you don't want to get slowed because, by the earth effect either. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can still just erase it off and reapply. Well, it keeps it on during that, doesn't it? Uh, no. 
Okay. It just adds it's it. a one time. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You just get hit with the status effect, and it doesn't even really do any real damage. Like we we it's did the TOT um, that's deadly. Yeah, we we did a run where we decided we weren't killing it fast enough, and I decided to have our white mage change jobs to warrior and just went warrior, and I just healed it as paladin with no bar spells whatsoever, and we didn't even come close to dying. We absolutely mauled it. I think we cleared it in like two and a half minutes. Well, it it was pretty absurd. Let me tell you, Meebles warble and they just fall down. But as someone who was doing pickup groups that month, as I do for Ambu, the pickup groups absolutely needed bar spells. Really? Yes. Because it it doesn't hurt you at all. Like, oh, like oh, it doesn't it do does. any real it damage. Does. It does. It does. Gross. It does dot that really hurts over time, and it just continually will, you know, enfeeble you to death if you don't have someone paying attention. The pickup group just, needed it. Just because you're in a pickup group does not mean that you can't just bring medicine. So, like, if your white mage, for whatever reason, isn't removing your DOT, like, use a panacea or a remedy or something. Let me tell you, with how many times I got to use panacea in our runs for Odyssey and have to go make them, and they're not cheap, um, for how much that, I'm not using it for freaking a a five-minute fight that fucking, you know, I'd rather just lose the fight if we can't get it together instead of throwing out hundreds of K to win stupid ambuscade. Well, I mean, you could throw out hundreds of K, but I mean, you're still making millions of gill for the wins. That's okay. I'll still cap out. And the, the faster you kill it, um, and usually I don't talk about like all in strats or anything, but the faster you kill it, the less of those effects actually end up on you. Like we were at the point where the thing was spawning. It, it like spawned its ads and it was like basically already dead. The ads were really deadly like, too because they'd counter you for over a thousand a hit. And I, I, I died when those got summoned too and pick up groups and they, you know, try to kill them because they need to be killed right away. And then, you know, you end up just dying from counter because the tank sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of things in pick up groups. Yeah, there, and, ads, and most of it's them just not no. being, it's most of them just not being prepared. I'll absolutely put it on them to be prepared. If I'm going to join a group, I'm going to be prepared if I'm joining a group. I'm not going to come in gimp as fuck. Wow. That's because you're a responsible human being. This is a game, after all. Everyone should be responsible in game. Ah, number yeah. two. Yeah, number two. With the with the current new content, is it new or is it current? With the new content in Odyssey hitting so hard, what is your opinions? What is your opinions on the use of Bio three in fights to lower the enemy's attack and raise survivability that way? Versus the more established method of using Dia 3 in fights to lower the defensive mobs to allow Didi to chase daddy's love. Would this shift in tactics be too bad if we didn't have the drive for instant gratification? Ooh, he's really... Well, this, is, this is objects in our group for Odyssey. He's really driving his love of Bio yes. 3 home here because we've told him no every time. He Yeah, he's been mentioning in a lot of runs how he could put Bio 3 on something to lower attack. And I am aware that that's a thing. Well, also, it probably uh, confuses him too because we talk about how great the slugs attack down is, but then you don't want his. But well, there's no opportunity cost there, is the thing. So um, it's not a it's not a matter of the attack down from Bio Three not being good because it absolutely would be. Um, it's just a matter of the fact that the Dia Three does something the entire fight, whereas Bio Three does not. So what Bio Three does not do is it does not stymie any of the uh, the magic damage that you're receiving, and a lot of those attacks are magic damage related. Um, the uh, the slug gives a defense down and an attack down all in one. You have to choose between Bio and Dia 3. So if you look at it that way, um, Bio 3 is the less necessary buff out of the two because Dia is always working, whereas Bio 3 is not always working because not every move needs attack from the mob in order to hurt you. 
Um, the other thing is that we are also working with a timer and the timer is only 15 minutes to kill something. So making sure your attack capped is absolutely critical. Um, you actually want the DDs to chase daddy's love, um, but you still want them to do it responsibly. And as That's long as the DT fight sets. is... Yeah, you need DT sets. Um, they can chase daddy's love all day as long as they're, you know, geared with the right protection, right? So... You can bang all you the bitches be able you to... want, but you better go in protected. Yeah, yeah. You 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 want to be able to clear it within the timely fashion and have enough of uh, enough protection on your party, whether it be through debuffs or buffs, uh, to be able to survive the attacks. Bio three has less of an opportunity than Dia three is throughout the fight, especially when we can get the source somewhere else. Uh, we can't get another Dia three stacked with the defense down somewhere else. So yeah, just just because. Bio three doesn't do what it what Dia three does throughout the fight. That, that's the main reason why we don't use it. So something I'd want to use Bio three on would be Halfus. If you're not yes, using absolutely. your Ninja Monk, because that is the difference between living and dying on him, especially because he buffs the attack up, or on Odin, uh, version two, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. There are definitely use cases for Bio, and if you have other people debuffing it, like a Geo or stuff that we don't have in these Odyssey runs, then yes, uh, Bio becomes even more appealing because you're already capping defense down or whatever anyway. So there's absolutely use, uh, times to use bio. It's just that in our particular case, when Abject wants to put it on, it's not... I always agree with Fox too. It's like, no, keep the Dia because... We're, like, Ango, every one of Ango's moves is magical. And most of the B's moves that were of concern were magical as well, including the spells. So it's just... I'm getting hit for about 100 or so, 150-ish. Maybe, you know, right around 150 a hit on Dragoon and DT. I need Dia to kill it faster so I'm not you know, prolonging my suffering here and not bio that's not making me take less damage from Vespian Hurricane. Yeah, uh, the, the fight where the attack down seemed to matter the most, it matters in all of them. Nagai. The one where it seemed to matter the most was Nagai, yeah. And that's because it, it, it just reduced a lot of his attacks to zero. And we, we actually didn't need bio for that fight in order to accomplish this. Like, if there was like a V20, maybe we could consider the idea of throwing bio three on there in conjunction with the slug debuff. Um, but because it wasn't necessary, let's make sure that we're buffing the things that we can control and completing this fight in a timely manner. I mean, especially on Zeviosa too, because we actually had box step, it was nice to be able to get that much of a PETA phrase. Yeah, and it actually saved our asses too, because the attack down aura is pretty substantial, and oh, we yeah. got attacked down. Um, so we want to make sure there's enough debuffs there to continue to push past 50% when he gains that aura. You know, I really struggle in there when I'm trying to make sure I'm not dying, worrying about having hate, looking at my timers on Dragoon and trying to reposition or making sure my Wyvern's not getting hit with weakness because Fox is standing next to my Wyvern and I'm like, come on, Fox, and have to stop this engage with my Wyvern, stuff like that. I'm worried about all those things. I didn't even notice the aura was attacked down. It didn't change my sets to go and be <laughs> my attack set instead of my attack cap set, and I felt like an idiot. I was in my attack cap set at the end, too, and I felt like a dumbass afterwards. Oh, so yeah. what happened to you, too? I didn't know. I thought it was just me. Yeah, yeah, because I rolled in attack cap. I'm like, oh, man, not only do I get to play dancer on content finally, but I actually get to use my Galetti's armor to some sort of real effect. And then and then I roll in, and then it uses the attack down aura, and I, I leave that set on like some kind of idiot. Yeah, that's happened <laughs> to me. Just end up with gimp damage. Even on our Mabo's video, I forgot to take off uh, the magic evasion set or whatever from his one hour or whatever when I couldn't do anything. I had to take it off for a little bit after that. Yeah. So yeah, you, you want to keep both of these effects in mind, um, but just know that we don't actually have to reduce the mob's attack as much as it seems like we do um, when we uh, can keep other things in perspective as well. 
And uh, given the nature of the time limit, we, we all just want to appreciate killing it faster because um, if we if we don't take that approach and let's say somebody fucks up, it could be a fight where you end up failing because you end up timing out because you didn't have that head start from having the right uh, buff speed of wise. So there's a huge difference between an irresponsible DD change, chasing daddy's love and just being appropriately buffed and debuffed based on the assessment of the fight. Yeah, with the start of the fight, with everything going well, uh, my star divers are doing well over 30k or peaking over 30k, a little less too in the 20s. When the, at the end of the fight with Dio off for the last 10%, which we found out after because uh, whatever. I, and <laughs> I was kind of surprised. I'm like, 10%? You knew exactly how long. Oh, did he put bio on? Is that what happened? Is that why it was off for 10% and he knew it? Because he put bio on. I'm just connecting I, the dots here. I don't know. Because he knew exactly I, I for how long it was off. That, that I just, I'm just realizing that now because I'm very slow. But there, I, there was also a weird thing where Felgar thought that he overwrote uh, Dia three with the slugs bio, but that did not take place. That that bio from the slug is not strong enough. To when was he putting Pertolin ooze or per, what is it, Pertolin ooze? I don't think he understands. When was he putting that on? Works. It has to be the very start of the fight. I thought he was in like in the middle for some reason, like a doofus. Yeah, he he doesn't understand how to play the job yet. So he'll he'll get there. I'll Ooh. I'll have him go beast or something. You know, often. if we mention that we mentioned him in the podcast, he's gonna be like, actually, I would appreciate if you didn't mention me in the podcast. Yeah, he probably would. Yes. Here here's the thing, guys. If you're listening and like something comes up, we're gonna tell an accurate story about what had happened. We might make fun of you. It does not mean that we hate you, and it doesn't mean the rest of the internet should hate you either. In fact, they probably don't care. Um, but it may make for an entertaining story. I mean, I make fun of myself fucking up all the time. I mean, I, I just we we actually both just talked about uh, remaining in our PDF cap sets like idiots through like fifty percent of the Zebioso fight. This is an Asian stream where we go suggest that someone goes and attacks and reports other people because we want to levy like some yeah. army of of cronies to go do our our bidding while we act like we didn't say anything. Yeah, it seems dumb. So it's it's not a safe space, but it's not like we're going to uh, you know attack people over whatever yeah. for no reason anyway um where were we yeah by, by the end of the fight i was doing like 10k star divers it was bad i think nine ish 10 ish k it was bad yep that's you know losing if you lose two-thirds of your damage and you only have four minutes left if you lost two-thirds of the whole fight it's gonna be close so keep that d on i mean we killed the thing in roughly nine minutes yeah i mean we took two minutes we always take about two and a half to buff so we only get you know 12 and a half minutes to kill a thing yeah, that's not that long for a mob that has 2.2 million HP. It's true. To do 10k of 2.2 million is not. You ain't gonna cross that finish line. So number three. Oh, you want to be number three? Yeah, sure. Why not? When making large batches of tea to keep in the fridge for later consumption, what is your preferred brand and method of making tea? Brand. The cold kind, not the hot. While nothing is wrong with hot tea, the warmer weather is more of a cold tea kind of situation. You know. I'm just going to be the party pooper and Debbie Downer. Oh, uh, he said, P.S. Sweet tea or unsweetened tea preference. Uh, I'm oh, going to be yeah. the, the Debbie Downer here and say, first of all, no sweet tea. Second of all, I hate unsweetened cold tea. I hate it. And whatever this pure leaf really? and whatever, yeah, gold leaf too. I just hate it. What I really, really like is a nice cup of like green tea. Just no sugar, no nothing, no honey. Just just straight. If it's not good, then you shouldn't have it. You know, just some good green tea. Like Tazao has a nice one where it has a combination of uh, lemongrass, spearmint, and green or whatever. That's that's right. It's called Zen. I enjoy that one after a day's work if mm -hmm. I'm not drinking. Uh, I like both cold and hot tea. Um, I also do not like sweet tea. 
Um, I will have unsweetened tea at all times. Um, but it doesn't matter if it's cold or not to me. Uh, it can never be like, if you're going to make cold tea like that, uh, and just kind of let it steep for a while, never do it in a plastic jug. Uh, always make sure it's glass when you do that. Otherwise you can get like weird flavors and you don't want that. Um, I, a, I usually drink black tea. Um, Usually Twinnings uh, English Breakfast. I was going to say, what are you, a Celestial or a Tazo guy? But I guess you're at the Twinnings. <laughs> I have some Tazo. Um, but yeah, I, I drink a, I, I drink pretty straightforward, standard black tea, honestly, most of the time. Um, there are other flavors that I'll dabble in in like winter that have like um, like some kind of like apple spice to it. But I don't go far beyond that. And it's usually still on the dark end of tea. And I'm going to say, if it's hot and oppressive outside and you live in like the South or something terrible that I'd never, ever want to live in, some other hellscape, um, <laughs> then I, I don't care if it's hot out. I want my coffee in the morning with something, you know, kind of sweet, like, you know, coffee and kuchen, just some like an English muffin and jelly or some literal cake or something just with my coffee in the morning. I, I want it hot. And I, I don't want it. I don't care if it's 100 fucking degrees out. My coffee better be warm. Not like burning hot, just warm to hot. And it needs to be that. I don't care how hot it is. Oh, yeah. And, well, yeah. And I mean, it's a nighttime slash evening slash afternoon drink for me. I In the morning, I have coffee if I'm going to have a drink. So I, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, only drink tea or whatever. But I do drink a lot of tea. Um, it just doesn't seem like it. In fact, on all of our earliest uh, podcast episodes, I was drinking tea most of the time. You can tell I'm a serious coffee guy, not like a snob and not like I have, I don't have a cappuccino machine. Uh -huh. I, I, I'm not that bougie. I don't, I'm not going to sink resources. I may be sending all my money into crypto recently as I've been putting in the discord, oh, which you know, I've only lost a third of my money already, but, uh, but I'm not, I'm not a snob enough to have a, an espresso or a cappuccino maker, but I, I was serious enough to bring the grinder and beans and everything on the plane, which when you go on the plane with a metal tube for grinding, grinding beans, Airport security, oh, no. airport security does stop you. <laughs> right, it looks like a pipe bomb. Yeah, and then everything fell out of my bag, and it was I was in the airport at like you know four in the morning, holding people up because they'd stop me for a metal tube to grind coffee beans in my bag, and you know stuff went everywhere. Oh boy. Anyway, so let's get into the episode. Oh wait, did we we done with this? Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, okay. um, talked about tea, talked about uh, buffs and debuffs, and talked about what white mage can do with job abilities. So, so one hour, one hour later, we're going to talk about job synergy. Yeah, all right. So, job synergy. Um, what do you usually think of when you think of job synergy, just as a whole? Blue mage and some other job. Oh yeah, why is that? Because blue mage is best mage. It is best job. We've already said it's the best job in the game, have we not? That's fair. And, and honestly, that's the way a lot of people will approach trying to make synergies too. Um, the job that they enjoy the most is usually the one that they'll try to like force into strategies. And I say force with all the love in the world, because just because you're forcing something does not mean that that's a bad thing. Sometimes it does not um, work. I'll admit it. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes things just have to be forced into to strategies so that people will understand that it works. Um, so that, that take on why you would want to put blue mage into things is actually very relevant to being able to formulate synergies because you, you normally won't find synergies amongst jobs that people aren't playing. Um, you yeah. always, and it's usually comes from like that rogue individual like myself who plays a lot of weird, stupid jobs despite having all of them, um, that, uh, and, and again, weird, stupid also comes from a place of love. 
that, that do something crazy that people aren't used to. Um, but I try to, to fit it into strategies to make sure that people actually know how it works, you know, and you did mileage master on your summoner bit. recently, right? Yeah, I actually mastered my summoner recently just doing Odyssey runs like healing and stuff. I didn't know you weren't mastered because I just wanted you for your buffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I'm not that impressed with it in there. Uh, As a DD getting your buffs, I really like it. Well, I'm glad it was at least making some kind of difference to you because I didn't feel like I was making nearly as much of a difference. Like I was exploding in there like summoner, by the way, that a little bit of a tangent in Odyssey. It's really rough with all the AWEs. Uh, because all of your mid casts for like your packs and stuff leave you extremely vulnerable to being exploded. Did you ever give us Carbuncle's extra protection shell? I never really had the chance to. Yeah. Um, I was usually um, between scouting and then coming back and like healing and stuff. Um, I was usually jumping um, between uh, haste, TP bonus, and war cry and uh, ecliptic growl. And then um, I spent a lot of time also using like spring water to remove status effects and to heal on top of me also healing. So I was doing that that weird dual cast thing that I talked about in other episodes. As, as a like, group of three blue mages yeah. there, you shouldn't have to do haste because all three of us can do an eight minute diffusion haste. Too. True, but whether or not that actually happened is another story. And uh, what ends up happening is we have people like our bard and our Corsair who want to do damage and are sitting there without haste. Well, all of you guys have just cast haste on yourselves, so I went ahead and threw out a haste gear. I think also that Summoner, while our strategy of Blue Mage inefficiency that we enjoy, even though it's not the best <laughs> thing, even though we're getting thousands less segments of run than other people are, uh, is that I think Summoner is better suited to a DD group where you're not splitting up and running and wasting time not buffing because yeah. you're running around the map. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of time where, where that Summoner, the Summoner may have long enough buffs but you have to constantly put them up. And because it's on a 21 second timer, it gets really, really weird um, when you have to split up and then come back and then hurry up and put all these buffs on. Like it's, it's really poor at doing that unless you're going to conduit your buffs out or something. I'd rather take a summoner than a geo in a DD group there. Uh, yeah. I, it depends on what they need. Uh, especially if you're using nagling, cause like summoner can pile on all those little icons and that's going to power up your nagling. Uh, They're probably list. taking like warrior maybe with nagling, but probably taking samurai with shining one is a big one. Dark Knight. Yeah. I, I just like the idea of the unit because when you're running around constantly, having a geo bubble constantly, I just, it, it really, and having the effect lower than there, I really just take, rather take a uh, summoner at that point. But that's just me. It may not cool. be the absolute most deeps thing, but I just think in terms of convenience and, and how fluid it can be, I'd rather take the summoner to an Odyssey farm. Yeah, and that's an I that's one of the ideas of synergy too. Like if you want to take the summoner, you have to have a reason to do it. And that reason is you appreciate what buffs go on. Uh, your buffs may the buffs may interact with a piece of gear you might be using or that other people in the group might be using. Uh, in, in our case, it'd be like nagling and how it gets an attack buff per you know icon that shows up up there. Um, there. There's like a whole bunch of reasons why you would want to bring these things. But when you think of synergy, you think of why you want to bring the job to begin. Um, and then you want to broaden your idea of synergy. By trying to say, what can another job do that maybe this job itself can't do, but can still sort of provide as well? And that's how you kind of take that idea deeper and you start like really brewing um, other ways of going about things. I think there's a lot of jobs that go underused, like Thief, especially, mm -hmm. because they just people just assume that the tank should have hate. But in these fights, not that you'd want to take a Thief to Arabata, you can't. I mean, you can, but I would not. Sounds um, awful. It, it would be fucking miserable. Uh, but yeah. 
in a fight like Zevioso, there's hate reset in there. And no matter how good your tank is, I'm still constantly getting hate on Dragoon with hate resets. And that makes me vulnerable. So having a thief, if you're using a tank, because we didn't use a tank, even though it still would have worked to plant hate on the Dancer in this case, because the Dancer is effectively functioning as a DD curing tank in, in the capacity mm-hmm. we did. It's very underrated because it's just like, oh, the tank lost hate. In this ambuscade this month, I had a red mage who was not wearing DT, another pickup group. Oh, no. This was on N. I, the, someone invited me to go, you really want to join N? Because I guess they assumed I'm some sort of royalty who only does VD. <laughs> it's like there was no other shouts. I saw it. I'm like, I'm not doing anything at this moment. I'll do a couple ends. Uh, absolutely miserable. I think it took 15 minutes because the setup was red mage rune, uh, corsair, white mage, monk, monk. Oh. Actually, I don't even think there was a core. It was just monk, monk. It was just there was no case cap, there was no buffs, there was nothing. So it took like 15 minutes to clear an end. It's like my greatest fear. It, my, when I always monk, like monk. throughout this idea that it's like a white mage, like five DDs and me is what I call it, where I'm the white mage and I have like five DDs and they call that a party. Oh, <laughs> gross. Yeah, and and put it this way. So when you silence the mom wall this month, it, you lose hate on tank and it throws a lot of hate on the red mage. and. Yep. I have to, I'm sitting there using Gambit, Flash, Foil, Stun, you know, you got to use quite a bit to get hate back. It's uh, it's fascination effect, actually, yeah. Yeah. So, no, the, the Red Mage insisted. I, I'm like, I told him, once you silence that mob, it is yours, because not only should it be dead yes. at that point, and, and I can regain hate. It just takes a tremendous, I don't know if it just wears off at a certain time, I don't think it does, it wasn't a consistent duration, but it's, they have a disproportionate amount of hate. Whether I didn't know a fascination effect was actually the effect there, so that's that's actually interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's what it ends up being um, something to that effect. It's a very because uh, we noticed that last time. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah, something it's you known. don't see very often. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a pretty dramatic uh, shift in in hate. Basically, um, it, it acts like fascination does, because e- even with like Siryu, for example, it has fascination. Um, but you can still pull hate off of someone who casts on it. It just will always run to that person. And, and smack them in the face because they cast. And that's the same sort of thing with Red Mage. Um, it's just it's like a weird enmity shift. Or oh, anyone that silences it, it could be a White Mage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be anybody. Um, it just depends on on how you do it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that, that group... It was bad. And, and I guess that's like... Yeah, I, I guess that's people... It's not even synergy at that point. Like, it's a cluster setting fuck. up a party... Setting up a party to, to properly perform against the content is not the same as trying to identify synergies and trying to to build groups although you are technically doing that when you're building that party so like you're you're not like being some sort of like weird synergist where like you're you're trying to make everything balance properly um with some sort of like critical ball of buffs and debuffs or anything you just want to start out by building simple parties and then identifying where parts of that party can be stronger and in this case the person who built your party didn't even do that yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 meant well, but so this red mage, this non DT wearing, wore like a piece of niyame or legs or something with plus two or something. So they they did they were just running around in the same set. I would check them constantly. It was the same set every time, and they were not throwing on DT when they got it. So they would die. So it was like, well, the tank could keep hate. I've had tanks that, that get hate back off after. It's not true. Yeah, after I I didn't type it in because I didn't want to cause a problem, but I just out loud oh, I called him a fucking goon. Nice, <laughs> but 
it was just like this guy you can't even the the reason i would have said something is people are like that are what perpetuate misinformation i'm a bad tank i know i'm a bad yeah. tank already but geez and, I... and here's the, here's the thing if that person goes into a group and they say like for certain it's like hey i'm the one landing silence i know you can pull this off me because tanks can do that and they sound like they know what they're talking about. And this group of people doing N is probably newish players or people who haven't done a whole lot of research into things. Yeah, the they're gonna sword. take they're gonna take that at face value and they're gonna perpetuate that into the next party. He kept and his videation sword on Fox. It was very important when not fighting. Oh god. <laughs> See? But but what I but what I'm getting at is, is you should absolutely tell them that they're wrong. Because they are. Someone in the party um, said, I don't know. Because they said that and they doubted them, which was great. They go, I don't know. I've been in other groups. It takes the tank time to get hate back. Yes. <laughs> it, does. it should be dead by then. But obviously, if you're not getting attack buffs, you're not haste capped, and you got some amateur monks, uh, then yeah. Yes. You have to be far more careful um, in, in setups like that where you aren't at haste cap at the very, le- at the very least. Um, because you're. you're your DDs aren't armed with the ability to perform at their maximum or, or even close to their maximum, like with any kind of real potential. It's more like their floor. Yeah. In, in N, if you're not getting any real buffs or anything, even like from the, the attack standpoint, you're probably still taking a PDF penalty. <laughs> I, I could, it had to have been, it had to have taken forever to kill those mobs. It's like 15 minutes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, this isn't about like saying, "Oh, I'm so cool, I can blow this this ambuscade down super easily." It's it's actually it's really about identifying weakness quickly. Well, right, it is. You definitely identified some weakness. Congratulations! <laughs> but in this fight, mechanically, the longer you stick around, especially when those mobs are almost dead, the higher the likelihood is that they will just nuke your party and you will die. Yes, that also happened. I had to use one for all and stuff to. Yeah, it would be, it'd be up again, so I'd be able to use it. Again. <laughs> Oh, gross. When they'd wake up, you know, as soon as they wake up, I'd use one for all and they get re-slept and it was usually enough to buy time to, you know, whittle them down so we're not taking Thunder Jaws and Aero Jaws and shit at the same time. So I guess I can use some of our fights um, and how I formulate the strategies for some of the fights that we've done, especially in Odyssey, uh, to kind of describe synergy itself and how to strategize around a synergy well you could do that too and do you also want to take some of the job combos first that came from the discord or you just want to do that first or oh yeah let's take some let's take some of those and um, also actually sounds like a good idea. i have to say and, and marvel at for a second here while it may not be everyone's cup of tea i do really appreciate fox how you and i can talk absolute shit about things and people that have happened and then break those down and identify certain things or how it should have been handled or make suggestions or you know so it's not just shit talking it's Shit talking, breaking down a situation, yeah. understanding the things and where they went wrong, and trying to actually cohesively put things together and improve yourself or not be terrible. It's it's not exact. I don't consider it shit talking because this is what I have actively said to people when I'm in party with them. It depends your definition. Some people are a little more sensitive than others. I stopped an OU fight once and asked someone why they had failed, and I waited for an answer. <laughs> I want to hear this story. Tell me the story, Fox. It had to do with a geomancer who did not have the the appropriate bubbles because they hadn't gone out and quested them. Oh, oh, this came out before. Yes, many many but moons it, ago, maybe like yes. you know what actually twenty episodes though, or so ago more is that while I was tanking OU, I told people to stop because I was about because I was about to stop 
building hate basically because if they continued, it would just run amok. I disengaged and I asked them to explain to me why they hadn't gone and gotten all of their spells. I, I asked them specifically. I was like, why have you failed? specifically so you actually put away your weapons and stopped tanking or whatever yes. and told them to stop fighting or else it's going to run around so you could chastise the geo that's that's some yes. cold-blooded shit right there well i'm i'm there's no excuse for that sort of thing to happen like that has to be addressed and that has to be addressed in a dramatic way that causes a change <laughs> that's if uh if shame works as individual because it isn't shame does not work for all individuals but if it worked no. for that guy then that would uh that would do it <laughs> I don't have to be liked. We just have to win. But yeah, that's that's how that one went. That is great. I'm sure someone <laughs> who has heard that is absolutely appreciating that as I am right now. Yeah, I don't like to have to do it, but I like to get my point. You across. know, it's too bad that happened so long ago, because if it had happened more recently, you could have stopped and said, can you explain to me why you're not respecting the party's time? <laughs> right. Like we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. so yeah, let, let's let's address some of the combos um, that people have come up with or that people have said work, and then I guess we can go from there. Yeah, we get to do some shoutouts now. I always enjoy shoutouts because our Discord, you know, the Reddit Discord is kind of quiet, and when it's not, it's absolutely horrible. Uh, I I joined it recently after leaving it for like over, and I don't know why I rejoined it. Is is no, uh, the auction house <laughs> one is dead. The BG one doesn't talk about XI and just wiki stuff. And the other ones, too, that I've seen, I'm not going to mention the other ones, but they also... So I appreciate our Discord because a lot of discourse goes on in the Discord. So Mr. Cricket of Cerberus said, would be uh, would have been interesting if they made hover shot... Okay, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Here I thought you made a list of it because I, I saw some it was of them short enough to, to It's short it. enough to read if I could read it. Oh, man. <laughs> Look, I was all about just making this a conversational thing and didn't not having an outline. I didn't mean just like not being prepared at all, though. No, I had it earlier, then I lost it. Oh no. Uh, let's see. I I see someone, uh, Mr. Cricket, uh, here talking yeah, about it's the uh, warrior one, right? No, they're they're actually mentioned summoner using volt strike and beast using numbing noise. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, for stunlock, apparently they got the idea of throwing that together after I talked about. Uh, uh, stun locking using a Hachimanji on the uh, the ninja episode. Oh, that's actually really cool. Using Habaku. I found it. Yeah. I, I found my place here. Oh, okay. So, can we start with Eric's here? Sure. When I said thinking of an episode on job synergy, anyone have any favorite combos that's not DD and buffer? And Eric's goes, buffer and DD. Oh, excellent. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Eric's. You are a golden gem, and I love that you're on our server now. Don't ever change. I think they're actually. I think he's actually going to go back after after. I, I assumed he would. He has he has friends and family. You know, whatever his friends are, or his fam. I assume, but he has them waiting back yeah. on Shiva, a better place that I recommend people join now in the one to one nineteen. So our good old friend, I can never pronounce correctly, Rag Ragenfaldner. That's there's a lot of consonants there. Ragenfaldner, Dider, Faldner, Fall Doctor, Ragenfall Doctor. Dr. Frag here says, oh. like, like how Circle Jobs can synergize well with Beast and Killer Instinct, which was also uh, coming up with Mugoat today in the never-ending saga of asking about killer effects. So it doesn't synergize with Killer Instinct. It synergizes with what your Beastmaster can wear. Uh, Circle actually does not. Uh, Circle doesn't do anything stacked with Killer Instinct. 
Thanks. Sorry, Dr. Rag. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, but that is good to address because of all that I've looked into this recently. And that's actually one of the ones that I had to re-verify today before a few hours before the podcast or like an hour before the podcast, something like that, uh, where I went out and I specifically used um, opposite killer effects to something just to see or killer effects to something to see if um, killer instinct would increase it in some way. And it, it does not. Um, there's a there's a story I use a lot about Beastmaster and Killer Instinct. It was when uh, Ruomoko and I were, were CPing. He was on Paladin. I was on Beast. And I was giving out Killer Instinct. And we actually thought that that was improving the damage in some way when that actually wasn't the case. Um, he was using Founder's Body. Uh, he was also using Holy Circle. And when I would give out Killer Instinct, it actually put on my Nukumi body as part of my Lua. So I was actually benefiting from his Holy Circle because now I had killer effects and my Nukumi body was acting just like the founder's breastplate. And that's what was actually happening. Killer instinct actually didn't interact with that at all. I could have used the slug the whole time. In fact, I, I did switch to the slug at one point. And that was perhaps the first and last time that um, Rua ever gave you a shout out because I know he gave you a shout out once for the Beastmaster thing. He said, you're a great Beastmaster once. Well, it was, it was because I showed him that Beastmaster can do these things up until that point. No one knew Beastmaster could do this stuff. Just not a good paladin. I don't know. Do you think it's Ragnafolder? Um, Isn't that how you pronounce his name? It's Ragnafolder. Do you think that's I don't it? Know, man. Um, I'm a little hung but up. He he actually has he he has good synergy idea though. It may not synergize with Killer Instinct, but if you have a circle effect on the party that is relevant, you um you do want to be able to apply that to everyone because anyone who happens to have a Founder's Breastplate or if you have a Beastmaster in the party. Uh, they can absolutely abuse that circle effect. Do you um, want to explain, the circle effect itself? Actually, yeah. do you want to explain the Nukumi body for someone like me who doesn't know the stats offhand without pulling up on BG in the next five seconds? Yeah, the only thing on it that matters is it has augments killer effects as something on there, and what that's going to do is it adds fifty um, percent of your total killer trait that's on your character as damage and damage taken. Reduction. So it's the same as the founder's um, body. That's applied. It's exactly the same as the founder's body. Yes. Huh. That's what it does. Um, however, when it's stacked with any circle effect, and that includes Killer Instinct, the circle effect itself not only adds the um, adds killer trait, but it adds an augments killer effects on there as well. So when you have two of those stacked together, that's when you get the full bonus from your killer effects. How good is that Nakumi set going to be when they plus two and plus three? At every piece there is going to have something really going for it. Yeah, and, and honestly, the, the set bonus has like your attack... Uh, varies with um it, it varies with with something in uh, your attack your, your pet, uh occasionally HP, varies with pets hp causes your attack to increase yeah. equal to that your paid hp percentage so at 100 percent hp you would do 100 percent extra damage double attack, and attack. Yeah. um yeah so once that has relevant stats on it um having that on or even pieces of that on because it's just a percentage to trigger um could be could be beneficial in, in seeing like pedificap situations it's a one percent uh, just randomly per, give me a piece, piece chance so. yeah it's it's low i would never bank on it but it's still something that you could have. oh it's definitely gonna help but i mean look i mean the, the stats in this are so low because they made plus one like six years ago for this yep. and it's it's super it's, it's essentially like like 117 gear effectively in stats versus 119 gear now so i mean the head here is accuracy and pet correlation effects plus 24 that's great the body we already touched on is great the hands are the, um, crit rate and sick TP bonus. What people don't realize is Beastmaster actually has some of the most potent damage gear in the game. Uh, the Relic plus three head 
not only has weapon skill damage plus 10%, but it also has killer effects plus 5 on it. And very, very good attack accuracy and um, like strength stats, that's those sorts of things. So if you're killer augment aligned, it's actually one of the most powerful weapon skill damage pieces in the game too. You know, even the legs here for an old, old piece of gear to have accuracy and attack 25 and strength 38 on legs for something that's that old, that's a high stat. When they improve that again, that's going to yeah. be... That's going to be really up there. But the Stout Servant's nice too, right? Yes, it's nice, but Talia um, currently overtakes it uh, in terms of DT. But it's speculated, and it's awful speculation town, but uh, that is probably going to get stronger because it gets stronger from, I think, zero to plus one or something. I'm going to so assume it actually does improve. If we follow the path of how that works with Relics, see the NQ here is plus one, the 119 is plus two. The plus two is going to be plus two, and the plus three is going to be plus three, I bet. That's how it worked with like TH going up and everything else. Like uh, same for AF pup feet. The plus one is uh, two effects or whatever. And then the plus two is two effects. And it's three effects with the plus three removed for the feet. If it continues to scale the way it seems like it will, it will actually have a higher DT rating than Talia at that point. Yes. When Which, it gets plus three. And it will. They know that. And then the feet here are double attack and spur. I mean, these are all great pieces if they were plus two plus the three. The hands. And I've wanted the, the hands giving a plus 600 TP bonus to your pet. Yeah. Like the, the whole set is pretty, is pretty dumb. Just not as like a five of five set, obviously, which makes the, the um, additional effect kind of weird. Like the set bonus, like five of five, it's not great, but individually, like every one of those pieces is super strong. Like the head is like a monster correlation bonus. And that's a percentage. 24% is pretty high. <laughs> yes. It's very, very high. It's very strong. I mean, I've wanted to level Beastmaster ever since our episode. I just can't swing the inventory. But I was thinking today, I did have this thought, because I do think about the game sometimes, that if they do this inventory increase, then I absolutely can play Beastmaster. Otherwise, I might be awesome. able to swing Dancer in my character, because I already have Thief and all those daggers. I recommend Dan. I've had such a blast with Dancer lately. I've wanted to. I just don't know if I can keep up with how active that job has to be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Man. I had trouble I with Dragoon think... last night, okay? I don't think I have ever thrown so many levers as I did during that Zebioso fight. Oh man, that required that required so much macroing. It was insane. And macros, uh, but yeah, improved. good stuff. I think that's another thing that I've just had my macros like building up for the pit. The, my macros are in the same spot in some sets that they've been in for like fifteen years now. They're just in bad positions that I just never have redone my macros. <laughs> it would make me a much better player. I think a lot of people just don't redo their macros. I should just have a day where I, I been copy slowly. the book and delete it and then just redo everything. Yeah, I, I haven't been like copying it or anything. Um, I do like one book per job, basically. And what I'll do is I'll move down to a blank palette or something and kind of copy paste the macros around until I see like a better layout. And then I'll kind of go from there. And Yeah, I've got like a weird way of doing macros that are that kind of work like a root menu. Yeah, I, don't, I don't copy the book. I just, you know, meant copy it. So I have a backup and then just oh. kind of redo it. Gotcha. Rule number one, Mr. But, Root Directory, have a backup. Yeah. But uh, like as, as far as synergy goes, Beastmaster's actually been popping up on the list a lot uh, for me lately. Um, it's on the because, cusp of becoming super popular. Yes. Even I think our Beastmaster and episode has higher views than the other episodes. One of the main reasons I've found that, though, for that is that in situations where people used to go to Geomancers, you can now argue that a Beastmaster will fill that slot the same. It's great synergy, because if you can still get enough attack down, or defense down, sorry, well, attack down, too. Defense down, you can invalidate. Frailty is the reason most people bring a Geo. They really don't strategize around the magic evasion and other stuff. And in, in fact, honestly, 
if you're getting PDF cap, you don't need the attack songs from a bard. Your bard can provide better magic evasion if it's for a singular element, which it generally is. I mean, if it's if it's meaningful, it's generally a single element you have to worry about. Like all these Odyssey fights, you got to worry about ice damage, wind damage. Sure, our body will do amnesia, but honestly, as a rune fencer, if I have carols, I will use a bar fire and bar amnesia and keep the you know other ice resistance from runes and songs or whatever. Even though I'm going to lose them, I, I will do that to counter the amnesia. For our Zevioso fight last night, um, the only attack that we got from the Bard was part of our Honor March. Yeah, and I didn't have the Bard sing any attack songs. Yeah. yeah, They just aren't necessary. I just think and, people stack them too much, and that's the problem. They just throw everything on instead of getting... And the yes. game's hitting us with things now where you really need those carols. They are more important now than they've really been since, I don't know, uh, like Ooh or Koryu or War of Courage. Outside of those kind of things, not Ooh, I'm thinking of um, Oohs and Omen. I'm thinking of... Shah. Outside of Shah and stuff like that. And even then you kinda of didn't need it, you just needed like attunement. So outside of Koryu and Mortar of Courage for the Thunder Carol, you didn't need Carols, and now you actually really do. So when you're strategizing a synergy, and this is how I kinda looked at Beast, aside from being a Beastmaster, knowing exactly what like slug debuff exactly does, you know, that sort of thing. Um knowing what Killer Instinct does. Uh, these are very powerful buffs uh and debuffs. But if you look at at it, S E nerfed frailty on these mobs and they did it for a very specific reason and that's because they have higher stats than normal like that that's why we're, we're having we're, we're having difficulty dealing the damage without like very specific kinds of setups like the, it's, there's a really high chance of failure like that's there are groups out there that, that still struggle with a lot yeah it's supposed to be that way it's never supposed so to be geo you get the and thinking roll. it's like well exactly so like if a geo can't do that anymore is there a way that we can still achieve these effects and the answer is yes. Like even Red Mage, uh, Dancer, all, all of these percentage defense down effects are, are exactly what SE is trying to nerf off of Geomancer because they, they want us to apply all of these things in, in stacks, basically. So the most powerful defense down effect obviously comes from Beastmaster. So why not just throw Beastmaster in there and give them the, the defense down as well? You know, it allows you to change the rest of your buffs around and that allows your bard to be more defensive in nature. And when you're more defensive in nature, especially when it comes to like all of your other buffs and debuffs in the party, um, combined with what Killer Instinct can do, um, it allows you to not even need a tank in content and not even have that be a risky situation. Yes. And all it took to make the job have absolutely great setups and that you never would have expected in Synergy was to remove sub jobs and remove Geo. There you go. Fix the game. <laughs> I do really love well, these you, Odyssey fights, though. I love our setups. I love not having a sub job. I, I love the yeah. way it is. It's great. Yeah, I, I actually like solving the problem. Um, because what I'll typically do when I sit down to one of these fights is I'll, I'll look at some of the videos out there, especially Zala's videos. I keep shouting them out. Um, has great strategies for everything that they attempt. It's it's ultra Japanese, though. I can't read anything that's happening. But you can see how the fight progresses and what jobs. I didn't like bring. his Zevioso fight because we tried that. Yeah. I did not like that. Yeah, and sometimes you have to branch out of it, though, and then that's yeah. kind of what I was going to get at, is that Sorry. it's okay. Uh, like this, that one strategy is going to work for that group, right? Uh, but it doesn't work for everyone, and you know there is no best in slot strategy. Best um, in it's, strategy, it's about what you can BIS. Yeah, yeah. That's a gross idea. Best in strategy, but but yeah, like it's it's not always about just zerging something as hard as you can. Like I can't, you can't just like copy paste someone else's strat and have it work for your group, unless your group is like similarly geared 
or um, maybe they have similar circumstances like the the mob itself. Like it, the, the thing about when you watch a video is that you don't know how many. And this is something that Beastmaster told me once too. Um, B E A Z T uh, Beastmaster. Um, he puts out video content on uh, soloing things as Beast. And one of the main things that, that he really drove home when I was recording videos with him for his channel um, was that what you don't see is how many times a group fails before they release that video where they succeed. So they make it look really easy, but you don't know how much they actually fail. And we actually started putting out videos and not all of my strategies are ever perfect, uh, nor is our execution on those strategies. And we've fa actually failed quite a bit. Um, I'm keeping those. I'm going to put them in like a master cut of like, sometimes you just don't see the fails and have all the times that I've recorded as dying yeah. or losing. That's good. That actually needs to be done. Like that, that should be more prevalent because what ends up happening is people see these, these notable figures like roll in and, you know, talk about how, how cool everything is forever and how like you can master strategize and they've got all these great jobs and, and all this cool gear. And they're the cool person on the YouTube video doing cool things. Right. Um, and people get disheartened when they try to use those same kinds of strategies and they fail. And they're like, well, why am I all of a sudden not good enough when in, in reality, that person who puts out the video also has failed quite a bit to get there too. And that's what people should realize. Like, I, I'm glad you're going to master cut all that stuff because people need to see us fail so that people can know what goes into being able to put together this kind of final result. Like people need to see the intermediate steps because if, if they see those steps, then they can see how that creative process allows the strategy to develop. But it would probably and just be, you know, maybe a minute before we all go or or when it starts going south yeah. or something, it's not going to be like the whole fight because then it'd be like 50 yeah, minutes or 60 plus minutes of just watching eight minutes of fail. The, the B-reels, uh, the B-reels, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's, it's just still important that, that people fail. Like, obviously, we're not going to break down all those points, but I mean, people will see where the failure points are. Yeah, our group you know, has failed pretty much every fight there's only been a couple that we haven't failed the first time Zevioso, we failed and then we went in the second time and destroyed him but we failed every fight even sometimes repeating things uh it's not like we just roll in mm -hmm. like the videos we're putting out we kick things in the face but we failed like we had to figure out ango for a bit oh yeah oh yeah that was what like five failures and a lot of that had to do with like handicaps too like we had well, uh, yeah. we had party members that that weren't geared for the content and like at one point we had to actually exchange a party member out and and you know that's just part of it sometimes like if someone can't step up to the challenge and actually be useful as the party you you can't force a five man when the content becomes so difficult that you you shouldn't carry like that so i mean people might be able to brag that they could five man things but honestly it's a lot more difficult than just doing it as a six man so our next and, one here yeah uh, i figured we were done with that yeah it's fine our next one here is from Sveden, and his favorite combo is doing my job plus listening to the WTF and Vana deal is a pretty sweet combo. I demand longer episodes. Respect my time, please. And uh, Ragnar the Folder here says, I want a solid eight-hour block of audio. Wow. A solid eight-hour block. We'll have to revisit that for the uh, the 100th episode or something. Ooh, that'll be a whole day. <laughs> Gross. I, I I promise you right now that I, I know I'm not interesting for eight hours. I'm I'm barely interesting for the three you get to listen to. Dude, us. our last episode with the progression, we were so tired by that point and done. I just felt like exhausted. I'm yeah, like, dude. yeah, we're done. I felt like it was getting That's delirious. That's one that probably should have been a two-parter. 
Well, yeah. I don't. I don't like two parters because then the second part's always like people don't follow through and listen to it. Or, awkward. You know, it's 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 always yeah. awkward restarting it too. It's like just finish it. If it if it's that big, I agree. Then it should be a series, and that's different than two parts. Yeah, man. Uh, two I, parts is for YouTube to generate yeah, like, extra revenue. Yeah, I I would I would if you're interested, I would I would love to be able to provide you eight hours of me talking i think it's facetious but, uh me talking too spicy yeah i really hope so <laughs> because it's not going to be nearly as interesting as that you make that sound and just to clarify we don't make revenue off of youtube just uh i was being also <laughs> no. facetious and tempted to dig at something fair if we did all right what other what other it wouldn't be an ad winning three seconds <laughs> what other winning combinations do you have here uh ragna Folder said he's here for the puns <laughs> oh okay uh, so, hey, Mr. Cricket, <laughs> Mr. Cricket, uh, because Eric said I fill those eight hours with jokes and puns just to spite y'all. No useful information for you. But Mr. Cricket says he loves this topic. An obvious one that comes to mind is dancer and fencer warrior, for example. I know Haste Samba helps War get to cap on job haste, but I'm not very familiar about their synergy beyond that. I also remember the Beast episode, the duo of Beast and Monk for TP in, uh, inhibition from Capsule Blow 2 and Plague slash TP Drain Kiss, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so Dancer and Warrior, specifically Fencer Warrior, synergize really well, um, just period. Any uh, single so to explain what job. he's talking about, any single wheel job, that's absolutely true. Uh, but what, to explain what he's talking about is that when you're single wielding, um, you don't get to um, re- artificially reduce your delay in a, in a meaningful way, which is usually done by a dual wield in order to reach the attack speed cap, which would be 80% of your, your actual um, normal attack speed. Um, you usually end up stuck, I think it's at like uh, 73%. It's in the 70s, yeah, but it's a meaningful yeah. amount. Yeah, like, you, like you're noticeably slower uh, when you attack, and that's why you, you typically don't see a lot of fencer action going on. Um, what Dancer does is that job ability haste will actually bridge that gap and give you the 10% that would get you to 83 and therefore capped at 80. And you would you would basically get to meet your delay cap at that point. What's the delay of so, nagling? Is it like 260? Uh, 240, I believe. 240, okay. Yeah. So you would be at 80% of that delay, basically. And um, that's super meaningful, especially when you're multi-attacking and stuff. It looks like you have 100 swords. You're just going crazy. So in addition to that, though, um, warrior is another job where it can actually uh, raise its um, raise its attack through uh, like war cry and in uh, berserk and stuff. And if you're raising that attack and you're lowering the defense of the mob using dances, uh, using steps like box step, uh, you can actually adjust the PDF by a pretty good margin. Okay, it's actually it's sixty eight point seven five is the cap you hit on a job with magic and gear haste cap, but no JA haste if you're single wielder. That sounds more accurate. Than yeah. What I said. So it's it's so actually you come a real close deal. to, yeah, you come real close to attack cap, I should say, because you don't get the full fifteen percent. You just you just get ten percent off of it, but it's still it's still a pretty large difference. Yeah. Like, if, like if you just had sub dancer, you'd get to seventy four percent essentially. And with haste samba, you actually don't hit cap still. You're you're one one percent away essentially. So it's essentially cap, but yeah, big difference between seventy eight and. You know, three fourths and uh, sixty-eight. That's a big difference. Mathematically, what a lot of people don't understand about haste is that its returns become greater and greater the closer you get to its limit. 
yes, exponential is what we're looking for. I was just trying not to be too mathy because I'm, I'm about to start talking about limits and I don't want people to shut off because they don't understand what limits are. But as you approach the limit, every gain of haste is is more beneficial as you get closer. And that's why like breaking the attack speed cap is really important because everything past that point is absolutely absurd. Like gains or the exponentials get really crazy. Um, so the closer you get to that 80%, especially if you're not reducing your, your actual TP per hit, is actually more beneficial than dual wielding at that point from a uh, TP gain standpoint. So yeah, basically if you don't have to artificially reduce it by lowering your delay, then and you're getting like the max amount of TP per hit, you're basically as efficient as you possibly can be. Here is a good one I got on Reddit the other day. Uh, it was a puppet master, and it really depends on the weapon, obviously. But I told him, I go, if you're, you know, just using Karambit or whatever, and you're, you know, finally capped on job points in your martial arts or whatever, you can just use one uh, martial arts earring, I told him, even though you're not capping, because you're missing like five or six martial arts at that point. I'm like, you could just, you could just do that. It's fine. But then he's like, do you not want to cap? So. Well, you don't want to overcap. You don't want to overcap, but you don't want to dramatically undercap, but it's just a matter of you know, what else you'd be using in that yourself. I mean, it probably would be a, a, the a DPS net to have that extra NQ Macha earring in there. Yeah, we could go down the darkest hole of explaining the optimizations of store TP compared to like your um and like your 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 hits to to um your hits to actually being able to weapon skill that sort of deal compared against your dual wield in, in terms of like the speed of being able to get there and most efficiently like bash your weapon skill at a thousand. Um, that's the kind of like min maxing that people live in that doesn't actually like exist in reality. <laughs> the people who think they're doing that with like their spreadsheets and shit, they they actually aren't actively playing that way. The if we're so, picking on Simon says again, which I'm not actually. Um, that, those are those are your words. I don't mind picking <laughs> on him because he's one of the reasons this exists in the community. But uh, you you want to use spreadsheets as kind of a way to benchmark your character, but you don't want to take them as gospel because like you will never be able to play your character the same way the computer is computing it mathematically in that spreadsheet. I, it's just never happened. I was going to say that he's actually the embodiment and sound of the actually meme where it's got the, the <laughs> yes, the guy, what is it? The comic book guy. It's not literally the comic book guy from, from the Simpsons, but he looks like the comic book guy and it's the actually, He's the embodiment of that meme. But yes, there, there is a there is a point where if you add like a certain amount of store TP or even statistically a certain amount of multi-attack that can technically make up, not equate, but make up for the fact that you are not capping your delay. Yeah, there is, there's a way to do that. But. It's typically between Sherida earring and, and that Maha is why you just typically don't get that extra little yeah. bit. It's, it's, never, it's not actually worth it to figure it out. You just want to wear gear that's just strictly better, honestly. So, I mean, it's easy to understand for people since we're on the subject, as we do, as you do. Um, it's easy to understand, yeah, cap dual if you can. If you have one or maybe two, you don't want to go two over, but if you have one over or two below, that's fine. Is there a way to actually justify that with martial arts, especially because the weapon delays can be so out of whack? Is there a way to be like, you know, because the, the sets would be completely different. It's easy to understand for dual wheel as a general principle, but I don't think you can apply it to martial arts in the same way because of how different um, the landscape is for a ninja that's job master if you are at haste cap magically and uh ma magically and in gear uh, you are actually one percent dual wheel below the cap and you will never see a ninja stress that because it will never matter oh ever. yeah 
Yeah. There's no, no nothing you could put on to be a gain. It would just be all loss. Yeah. Everything would be a loss. That, that must be tough for Ninja if you want to wear like a Bonnie earring or something for Magic Evasion. That's pretty tough on you, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't wear it. Yeah, that's because that's the best. But I do wear it in my intermediate sets. So like there's like a basically what I do is I, I shoot for a certain Magic Evasion number in like tank sets and stuff. And I actually balance it in all the sets that are below um, haste cap. So that way I, it always appears that I'm at haste cap, even though I'm not. Uh, and that's called tearing your dual wield properly. And uh, I use Ayabani over Sapanamini whenever possible because it helps balance out the rest of those defensive stats that I know I need in those sets uh, because those sets are specifically there so that I don't die to damage. If we're doing synergy here, if you're talking about a lot of jobs that have the dual wield like Blue Mage, for example, uh, Reki Yotai, the dual wield belt of plus seven with the Abani earring, besides Abani being amazing, is the exact pretty much combo you'd want there. And you always... I, I always go for that 11, over yeah. Supa because it hits you with that 11 you need. Yeah, typically people either use the combination of Aabani and Rekiotai, or they'll use Adamar Body and Sapanamimi to reach mm -hmm. the 11% that's needed. And the Rekiotai and Earring are better because you're not using a body slot option, which is a major piece of gear, especially nowadays. Um, you just need better stats in that slot than Adamar brings, um, defensively mostly. Uh, but you're not losing a lot of opportunity from changing out a waist slot and an earring as opposed to a body slot and an earring because you're not getting quite as much from your waist slot ever. I'm so, kind of like on it's the a, cusp. It's just a, a much more optimal place. I'm kind of on the cusp of almost not wearing out of my body on blue anymore. I'm really close to it. I have the sets, honestly, but I never get to use them because anymore, yeah. yeah, because I have to be in a certain amount of DT, like magic evasion-wise alone. Um, and out of my body is just almost never the body piece unless i'm at like extremely low quantities of haste i can see honestly if someone has only one plus one well see the problem too out of my body um path b which i would probably change, change it over to is really good for cdc when you're not attack capped and for dim deation if you're not attack capped stuff like that on you know rune and blue can, and stuff so it's important to keep it Otherwise, I would just change it over. I already have the plus one path D with the 105 HP and fast cast 10, which is also an amazing piece. That's the best animal body. Oh, yeah. yes, it is. But the fact that I still need it for weapon skilling, you know, I'm still kind of at this point where I don't really wear it anymore. And I used to wear it for years in like all my sets. Even my hybrid set has it, but I'm kind of moving away from even that. Yeah. But like as, as far as synergy goes, um, just make sure and, and delay is what I was going to tie it into. Like if you're getting a source of job ability haste and I really want to see dancers become more and more popular because dancers not only synergize as a damage dealer, um, but they are also a debuffer. And then they also help you reach haste cap in important ways that do not adjust your dual wield. So if you have a dual wield job or even someone who's a single wield job, um, bringing, your, bringing you closer to delay. I know I have birds. <laughs> uh, they're outside. I do not own birds. There are birds because I live in a foresty place. I live in Washington. I picture so. like Gilbert Gottfried's auditioning outside your window mm. for the next Aladdin. And he's just screaming. Uh, it's, always, it's always better to try to cap your delay with things that are not dual wield first. So if you have someone in your party who's providing you job ability haste, you can get away with using that job ability haste unless dual wield. It is automatically giving you a better, uh, better TP return uh, every attack interval and you're not losing any speed. And that's another reason why you also want to make sure that you have tiers, because if you wear the same amount of dual wield gear, you're actually just lowering your TP for no reason if there's a dancer in the party. Secret ninja episode. Yeah. Pardon my ignorance on dancers. Dancer on Pardon my ignorance on well, both dancers, job uh, point, gift, and everything 
slash gear options. Oh. Part of my ignorance here, but is there anything that powers up Heisama besides your Category 1 merits? Not powers it as in making it more potent. No. Yes. You can, you can extend the duration, but that's about it. Yeah, I know you could do that. i really like to see them give Dancer like a Samba plus one that gives you an extra... Even just some oh, crazy, yeah. Because then you could, with one, it's probably two. With with two more percent on your haste samba, you could cap a dob like warrior. Where you know those other jobs, dark knight, samurai, dragoon, they all get something that really uh, gives them the ability to cap. Even though some of them aren't full time like dark knights, and they do leave you more vulnerable on like samurais or dragoons. It'd just be nice to see dancer be able to cap and be even more important even though it's it's not a dramatic thing because the dancer typically doesn't need it i would like to see dancer get some actual we talked about it in our merit party dancer get some mm-hmm. different um sambas where you have like attack plus 10 percent for the party or defense minus 10 percent for the mob when you're using it like those aren't not game breaking those be great for dancer honestly i think dancer might be the solution for people who don't want to play white mage well if it gains enough but they still want to heal well, right. I mean, you, you have to be good at what you do. Like, you have to understand how to play Dancer, right? But it still lets you do your damage. You can even sneak in weapon skills and stuff. I mean, I did. Um, but as long as your healing focus is first and foremost, there's so many fights that you could probably just bring a Dancer to instead of a White Mage and be perfectly fine. Yeah. Especially because that Dancer... Can and you're also and providing... Yeah, you're also providing excellent debuffs and you're a source of uh, damage mitigation whenever the target's on you. You have a really good evasion rating as a dancer and then on top of that if you have fan dance up you're not only more efficiently spamming cures and your cures just come it they, they all have individual timers all these waltzes which is crazy on its own um, but on top of that you have like the, effectively the same thing as like 60 percent dt with fan dance the way that it's multiplied together so and it starts out higher than that but i mean that's what it ends up equating it goes to down very quickly end. yes but it goes still... down very quickly but it, then it stays. 60% yeah, it's a, DT. It's around though. 60% DT is great because if, uh, here's some good synergy. If you're tanking on Dancer because your fan dance gives you what, Emity Plus as well? Yes. So, 15. Yeah, 15 plus. So it's half a Crusade and you also get Provoke on Dancer. And Dancer sure gets, you know, good Emity gear like any other light DD in the game, I'm sure. So, I'll, it also doesn't have Tranquil Heart. Yeah, that's true. So, Here's a good synergy. How about instead of AoE Mighty Guard and you can AoE Barrier Tusk and your dancer could get comparably high PDT2 like uh, like a Paladin or even close to a Runewood? Well, I'll assume the best case where they stack together, but that is such a rare situation as is that I don't even know if Fan Dance stacks with it. It should, because... I, I assume... Well, yeah, I assume it would too because it doesn't occupy the Phalanx slot. But you never know with how spaghetti this game is. But I think that's a great idea. Like if if it actually does, then you know, awesome. It would make your uh, it would give you sixty nine percent sixty nine percent PDT nice. there because uh, barrier tusks fifteen percent or it's um fifteen percent multiplied after everything. So sixty times one point one five would be sixty nine, and that's great. PDT. Yeah, and we'd also have we'd also have to check and see if that that was like an additive percentage or if it is like two separate steps of multiplying. If it was, there's, there's a lot that wouldn't be known about that. Let's see. What is? Do I have to pull up Fan Dance? What do you? What's Fan Dance? Because after? because Fan Dance, Fan Dance starts you out at like ninety percent damage reduction or something stupid. Yeah, I only care about the floor because you hit the floor like really quick. Every I'm pretty sure it's every it's hit like, you take it lowers it down like ten percent or something. Yes. Yeah. So ninety percent and every hit lowers it by ten percent until 
Um, a minimum of 20% mitigation. Yeah, 20% is the minimum uh, so, if you're not using horse So it works like barrier dusk and that it's calculated after PDT cap in the same way. So instead of yes. 57 and so a half, it becomes it, 60. Yeah, so if they're if they're both after, though, the terms might be additive before they're multiplied is what I'm talking about. So it might be the 20% might be additive with barrier tusk and then multiplied against it. We, we don't know where the terms apply at is, is the problem. So it might actually be more potent than we think it is, or it might be less potent. Okay, so here we go. If, if they are multiplicative after the fact, so if it's 50 times 20, then times 15 again, it'd be 69. Otherwise, yeah. if they were additive, it would be 50 times 1.35, it'd be 67.5, which is still... Yeah. It's still really high. Yeah, they're both good. It's just nice to know where the terms lie. That's the best. Outside of Killer Instinct giving you that DT against the right mob, there's no other player in the game that's not a paladin or a warrior that, or, warrior, or a rune fencer that's going to get that yeah. kind of PDT. It's really high. Yeah, and just the fact that the Blue Mage can give it to everybody too is is really nice. It'd be about five especially, Yeah, especially if you aren't taking advantage of Phalanx. Like, you're not always going to have sources of Phalanx in the party or people with gear that augment phalanx in a meaningful way at which point you're probably going to want the pdt2 instead or the dt2 it's also questionable too because um i usually like mighty guard for the fact that it's a magic defense bonus as well and regen but it, that defense depending on what you're fighting because the attack of mobs is so high in, in odyssey and stuff it's possible that defensive matter more but still it's a novel idea to combine especially in other content. Say there's a move like a Thousand Needles-based move that you could use PDT against. Not Thousand Needles exactly, but yeah. something in that vein. That'd be really good to combine too. And it's not not bad in general just to have that option. Maybe you get core oh, reset sure. and you can give it to them after you've had a core reset. Yeah. Um, honestly, honestly, Dancers and Blue Mages are also extremely, extremely uh, effective at working together. If Dancer had fusion just, like a thief, then Dancer would be the ultimate combination for a sword. Oh man, if Dancer had fusion, that's that's actually my biggest gripe on the job. In order to get fusion, I would have to do like fast blade to burning blade or something stupid, and it would never be worth using. So yeah, if if Dancer got fusion, that'd be pretty crazy. Um, but one of the really cool things though, and this this again ties back to the synergy thing, is people are used to debuffs like Dia or Frailty, you know that sort of thing. Um, but what Dancer and Blue Mage provide together is box step and defense down effects as well. Like if we're just talking about PDF manipulation. And those both stack together also. In fact, they stack with all of the above. You can Dia, Frailty, box step, and uh, and defense down. But you don't actually need all four of those in most situations. Because you would be like overcapping PDF by something ridiculous. Especially with your, your, your positive buffs as well to your party. Like PDL. Yeah, so this makes your PDL more relevant. Yeah. Dancer is honestly um, if the it, missing link, I think, in a lot of yeah, groups to make PDL super good. Yeah. I, I actually think that we can maraud most things as long as like damage types don't get in the way with uh with Dancer, Beast, and Blue Mage. Yeah, I agree, actually. That's those jobs work really well as the all around we're not your super strong fuck things up DDs, but all of our abilities combined together form Captain Planet, and we are more successful and yeah. less vulnerable to death. Yeah, and it's still only half a party, too. Mm -hmm. And what you're getting from those three jobs is you're getting, like, two strong sources of healing, potentially three if you use the real man that is Pondering Peter. <laughs> um, sometimes Beast Killer matter. I like how you bring him back sometimes in. Sometimes you want a rabbit. Yeah, dude, Pondering Peter's a real man. Uh, uh, man. <laughs> He's great.
<laughs> I need a meme of that. Uh, let's see. So, like, you have that. Um, you have amazing, like, PDF, PDF corrections. Um, you have two jobs working together that can cap haste without the need of dual wield, which is pretty crazy. Or come close to capping haste, that is. Because if you have haste samba, plus mighty card, plus uh, plus erratic flutter or whatever, like, you, you're already in a great well, you're already, you're already um, you already need to erratic, that or... erratic and mighty, but well, yeah, I guess you're well, you are, yes, magically, but you wouldn't need any dual wheel gear if you had the, the dancer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so your TP gain would be even I, better. I have to admit that my gear swap does not handle that appropriately, <laughs> and it wouldn't know because I can't be like if buff active Samba, I'm not the dancer, so yes, that's true. That's the problem. Um, that. That's something that would require a toggle, yeah. I can do that as the dancer main, though. Yes, yes, you can. And, you know, before I forget and move off the topic, not having a fusion weapon skill on dancer with dagger is quite the Achilles toe heel. Gross. Both the, <laughs> the, uh, both the pun and what you're saying, yes. That's fine. We'll just make really fancy fragmentations or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep doing level twos. Or we can just do darkness. With expiation, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good setup because otherwise, Reckless Scott is one of my. I hate that weapon skill more than anything in this game. I can't think of a weapon skill yeah. I dislike more than Reckless Scott. I mean, it's got niche use, yeah, against like shields and stuff. But other than that, it's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, it's actually a really potent skill chain. Be like evisceration to expiation to climactic rudras, and skill is, training uh, too is a big part of the synergy we're coming across with our setups, and it's. It's really important to get that damage out when you have yeah, jobs sure. that aren't just, you know, face rape. Yeah. And it's more damage anyway, even if they were face rape jobs, more damage anyway. And then uh, if you look at like even more synergy, if you look at adding a puppet master into that mix, uh, the puppet is going to gain even further haste from the uh, haste samba. Puppet has fusion. Puppet has fusion. Puppet, Puppet also now has, has defense Samba. down in case your blue mage sucks and it's not landing. And you don't. My problem with blue, if they'd fix this, it would be so much better. Is I don't know my defense down's on unless I kind of eyeball it. But that I don't is know. that is pretty awful. Yeah. I I mean I could check I by wasting three points and putting on frightful raw and wasting DPS time casting it to see if it's landing or has no effect. But that's just I assume it's on and I'll recast it intermittently. When I get an opportunity that's I'm Honestly, still lowering my DPS, but I'm making sure it's on. But if you're in a group with a beast, just let the Beastmaster do it. Yeah. And then that way you get yeah. more spell slots. Better anyway. Towards more to spells that'll help us better. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, these are the sorts of things that like this discussion that we're having right now, you guys, is, is what we is what you really want to look at when you're combining these jobs together. And I'm not just saying just use the jobs that we have mentioned, but this is how you synergize to make up for meta things that people are talking about like i've done this since like time in memoriam to conquer content with like what's essentially a grab bag of jobs i feel because like there's lots of ways to do it as much as our um mabose is somewhat mind-bending to people that a blue mage a beastmaster not ddng with its pet and stay so it doesn't die and a summoner <laughs> giving buffs and stuff and i i think as mind-bending as that might be to some people who are trying to throw samurai at something to kill it and skill chain it and have their bots cure them or whatever and try to like face roll it with Sam and failing. Which also on top, of what we, I didn't mention this with the carols, I keep seeing people go, oh, on my bows, we keep dying to uproot. Yeah, you have to use two carols. Yeah. 
two we died carols. a lot to it too it was one carol we died too we had to use two carols two light carols specifically yes don't don't use earth carol you don't need it let the white mage barstonia yes you need you need double soul soul voice preferably but you need double light carol double yes. soul voice light carol will keep you from dying to that do we you don't even need shurzo right Fox? because creation. we're splitting the damage and it's not going to save us anyway so shurzo they're using shurzo and it's not saving them because obviously it's not going to yeah no, 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 you don't need Shurzo at all. In fact, it actually helps to um, have more defense as well. So having a Knight's Min instead of a Shurzo is probably a lot better. I'd be more concerned he absorbs the buffs, but you could just got to keep him dispelled with Atomos, which does dispel. Yeah, but and, and it's in your party already. It's a bit disingenuous to me to say it's obvious it's not going to save you. It's just that Uproot is not being mitigated enough by your Shurzo. Maybe you had a Summoner there to give you uh, Earthen Armor or whatever. Earthen Armor. Yeah, then then that would actually probably save you. But without having them combined together, you're going to die. Just like back in the day, the strat for Shiva, when my group would fight it when it was new, was to wear no shell and have a summoner and bard so that the effects would not kill you. Because they were killing us because we were not evading them enough. It, just so people would use summoner and, and, and bard to not die to those <laughs> diamond dust and stuff. You know, you know what would be hilarious is uh, taking a monk to uh, Embo's letting it sit in range and absorb uh, counter stance <laughs> and, and then buff everybody and let the monk just sit there. <laughs> Give it the old gorger special, the, the glassy gorger. Yeah, but it's going it to counter you, right? Stance. So you don't want to die. to impose Not not if not if you hold hate off of whoever's doing damage. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Look, I, I'm just saying that to be I, I'm deep in the weeds. Like that's I'm just saying that to be janky, but these are the kinds of things you want to think about when you strategize and you strategize synergy. I think that's why people have trouble with Mabos is because they're not used to strategizing in an awkward way. Like I see people trying yeah. to force, oh, we bring core for extra rampart resets. And there was even what that that interview recently or something where they go, Did you plan was it the Famitsu interview or something stupid? Did you plan on Mabos having I, I was almost incensed when i read this i was in bed oh the rampart thing yeah i was in bed and i was just <laughs> so like, like carrot and i was a weekend or whatever i was in bed and i just called out are you fucking stupid and she goes huh <laughs> I go, i'm not talking to you sorry but i go it was they go did you plan the fight to have to be required a paladin in a core to reset rampart was that and i read that and i go that's no. not planned that's you trying to force something yeah. Oh man, it was so stupid. You but, just throw more bodies at it. Yeah, they're like the the original way that Martel was saying was seven. And I was like, and then I immediately thought, well, if seven solves it, I'm pretty sure eight or nine also yeah, solves it. He said that in the Discord, right? He said with seven you won't die, but yeah. you, you definitely need that eighth so you have enough HP to cure. Yeah. You just you just keep adding more form bodies and just absorb timber. And I appreciate a that. Actually, uproot is, uproot is the most threatening move. Timber isn't even threatening anymore. Yeah, yeah, uproot was the most dangerous. And that was, once you mitigate those two factors, as long as you use Kiraga, you're no, no problem there. Because otherwise, the White yeah. Mage can die if they're not on the game there, but... Yeah, and, and the White Mage the white mage we were using, he's really anal about uh, making sure that things get removed and, and stuff. So, like, that fight was real stressful for him. But there's like a lot of times when it's going to put like all stats down on you and stuff that you just can't remove. So honestly, as long as you just focus on curing and people remove their own debuffs, you're probably going to be fine. On I that. tried to use uproot. I still could not remove it. Mm. That's when I'm like at the end of the fight, I'm like, let me try something. And I'm just like, don't you do it. We're so close. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes, that was, funny. that was me trying to use uproot to remove the stat down because Panacea would not and I could not remove it. Don't rock the boat. I'm so close.
Yeah, I, I'm trying to force something with Rampart and Samurai. That's the way we do with every other content in the game. It's just not working. That's weird. Hmm. But I think as cool as that is, as I was trying to say, but then got on that tangent, I think it's more or equally as mind-bending to people that we did Nagai, and the only healing we had essentially was from my Blue Mage. Yeah. Yeah. Just constantly and using White Wind and Magic Fruit with Refresh and I went from the in, Red Mage. And I went in with 100% confidence. So that strategy would work. I was thrilled. Yeah, I didn't even doubt it because you're already doing something that that other people were able to get through the fight on. Like uh, you were, we were you, you were previously using white mages to make up for the amount of damage that was being taken and stone skinning um, through some of the TP moves and stuff. But if the TP moves become less lethal because they have attack down, do you need the white mage? Anymore? Nope more and at that point you might as well make sure you have another damage dealer that's also healing so the blue mage was perfect because we we have experience using blue mages as healers in odyssey farms so we just apply i just applied that what we do in odyssey farms to our odyssey boss and it just murdered the shit out of it that was my favorite moment on blue in a long time besides my bows yeah be surprised you can just apply things to and it's, it's so funny because like people are people are gearing up for Again, those stupid best and slot ideas they have with best and strat ideas. Okay, yeah, hoping that they can take down these V15s and like we're doing with a ragtag group of of just dudes with jobs that work. And I think that's what SE intended that you just band together, understand the mechanics of the fight, and just band together with dudes that work. It's a testament to the fallibility of humanity, where you see time and again something happens, like uh, let's say there's an oil spill on the ocean or something. It's like, well. Hope that never happens again, and then it happens again. It's like, <laughs> wow, well, that's unfortunate. It really should never happen, you know, something like that. And it's like people will continually try to brute force the same results and expect different, you know, outcomes constantly. And it's just you can't, you got, and, and you know, you saw it in the, in the auction house thread. I complained last time about just the tip being a pussy. I just wanted to say it again, where it's like <laughs> we don't get tags enough, and we do when you fail, you lose segments, and it's just a big waste of time. You know, essentially is what the the verdict is on. I don't want to try and fail because I, you know, it's it's not like I can constantly fail with no penalty. I, there's a there's an inconvenience to me failing, so I don't want to do it. It's only a waste of time if you don't learn something from it. If you're not having fun too, it's still fun when. Yeah. I mean, well, you, if you fail constantly, it's very. You I know, find I find learning fun because I'm that kind of nerd. I have yes, faith. that goes without saying. You're playing a video game. You should have fun. I have faith in our group's morale that we may be upset we're losing, but it's not like a link shell event where I have to worry about various people who hold things together not wanting to come because they're demoralized. In our group, we may get demoralized that we lose Ongo five times, but now after we win, that was that felt good. Yeah, because we now have a strategy that we can repeat with. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a learning experience. And that's what people need to realize when they fail things in this game, that every failure is an opportunity to learn something. We've been so used and accustomed to, uh, since 119, of just brute forcing or outgearing or just face rolling or repeating the same strategies for all content. And people are really spoiled by that. And it's just, you know, they're not able yeah. to handle this new reality that is absolutely beautiful because we haven't had a reality like this since the 75 era. And for all that, 75 was the greatest ever. No, this was the best part about the 75 era and we get it again. And it is absolutely the most fun I've had in a long time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like the, the content had grown so stagnant and we had been 
become so powerful that we just face rolled everything. So yeah, of course, people who are used to being pampered like that are, are going to be discouraged when they can't apply the same cookie cutter strat to yet another content that has come out. Like, I, that's just normal. But it's about rolling with it and adapting. Yeah, but I I don't. I I'd rather just see people get over it and actually like figure the shit out because there are going to be more efficient strats than I'm putting down for this. I just want people to see like our videos on it or whatever and then and go, hey, well, here's an even better way of doing that that you didn't think of and applying it and being like, oh, oh yeah, I mean, you skated through that just as easily, if not better. It seems I, great. I begrudgingly must admit, if I'm not trying to look like the asshole I try to look like, um, <laughs> that I do like when people learn and stuff. That's why I do put the information out there on the wiki or, you know, I haven't made Imagine the pages that. really good on BG yet for those, but I've been improving them here and there and putting the videos out. I also like, you know, people seeing so we get ideas because when people share their strategies and stuff, we go, can we apply it to our group? Can we change this? Will it still work? And that's how we also make our strategies happen. So it's, it's, you know, decentralizing mm -hmm. strategy from an auction house thread to actually the way it's supposed to work. And there's a difference between copy pasting someone's strategy. The same thing as like they're copying their builds and stuff. Like you don't, you don't just want to copy paste someone's strategy and apply it. You want to actually understand what, why that strategy is so that it's executed properly. Um, and that's one of the, the other big things that you want to look at too. Like I can copy paste something from Zala um, who I, again, I continuously shout out, but Zivioso. the strats are really good. Yeah. But there's a Vioso did not line up with us. Um, we had to come up with a completely different way of doing it, but in the same spirit of how they did it. Um, and eventually, actually, we ended up going with uh, a closer one. Is it Kentworth or, or something? There, there was a there's the video that you shared on the disc, on uh, our our group chat. Of Essentially, Discord. all I did was I typed in because when we were talking about it, I go, "Well, yeah. what if we did dancer?" So I typed in Zevioso V15 plus DNC, and that was the first video that came <laughs> up. And I looked at it, and I skimmed through it, and I go, "Here, how about this fox?" And you watch this, and I'm like, "He's like, oh, this is pretty good." Yeah, we, we took that guy's idea, and I, I wish I could give it a better shout-out than I did. Um, that strategy seemed to work better than Zala's, honestly. And um, I took that idea, and I go, hey, well, what if we put a Beastmaster in here? Because a Beastmaster is just going to make this easier. We were, also, we, it, it did. we were also operating under the mistaken supposition that if we were dealing crits, it was bad. So we were avoiding yeah. crits, and like, oh, it's going to make it do it's going to make it do red, and we're just going to have constant uh, federism is yes. going to suck and we were avoiding that and that was not the problem honestly and you you actually want to be able to address the blue procs as much as possible in the other ones like the, the whole less is more thing is actually true like you don't want to have these things constantly proc sometimes but with Zevioso it's different because of how you trigger and remove the blue proc you actually want to go all in and just trust in your strategy will work and that's where I can even show that I get things wrong um, I tried to, to copy strats that limited the, the criticals and address the blue proc when it came up. And that's what Zala's strat does. Um, it avoids doing red proc as often as possible and is ready to remove the blue immediately and then back off. Um, where we actually just switched to um, Spicy's recommendation of the video and the strategy of just saying, fuck it, let's just go balls deep and just crit. <laughs> we're just going to go in here and crit our balls that's, off. Basically. That's a very me thing. Yeah, yeah, we're just going to roll in and crit our balls off. And I'll go, hey, well, let's add a Beastmaster to that. If crit your balls off. We don't off, need a white mage. If crit your balls off sticks and we have a new meme on our hands, I really like crit your balls off. I like crit your balls off, too. That's why I wrote that in our actual strategy on the chat. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was, I was like, hey, 
why do we even need a white mage? Their, their group had a white mage, and honestly, we're just missing an opportunity to throw more uh, debuffs on this. Let's put Beastmaster in. Instead. I, I appreciate the fact that I didn't have to make the time or take the time to try and make an outline for this, and that it absolutely worked more beautiful than when we had an outline like for the last one. Well, when we talk about like job and stuff there's usually points that we want to make about jobs but still something like this that's kind of abstract it feels better to just have a conversation about it and see where it goes because there's a lot of mindsets you're operating with when you try to approach it that's why this was a topic where i loved putting it out to the discord and getting stuff back because like we can touch yeah. on this beast one here with monk for tp inhibition that is a great synergy i would not have even we, we talk about it from time to time and it's come up before. Uh, i the, talked about it for the master trial yeah uh, doing uh Seal fate I know it's come up, and I know it's been mentioned in other places, like on auction. Actually, might think I've come across it before too, or something, but maybe not. Maybe I'm just thinking I did. Probably somewhere, but nonetheless, yeah. You know, it's it's good to because I wouldn't have thought of that. But there are definitely times where the inhibition of TP, besides the master trial, is a nice thing too. Or something that we haven't even touched on that uh, Rue has said before in videos before we publicly said it, but it's something I've been doing for a while. Um, is entity mitigation through the use of ventriloquy and snarl. Oh, yeah. That was another one here, too, was um, mm -hmm. Ranger and Thief with Beast and Pup. The, either of those yeah. jobs combined with the other two. One of our failed end guy attempts actually had me on Beastmaster. Spicy is the only DD. Or wait, no, it wasn't end guy. It was Zebioso. Mm -hmm. uh, Spicy was on Dragoon. He was the only DD, and he was tanking it also. Um, I was on Beastmaster. Our, we had a Ranger in the fight who was also a DD, so I guess Spicy wasn't our only but he was uh, specifically decoy shotting onto me at range while I debuffed. So that way, if Spicy ever had to do, had to super jump, the B would go to me instead of anyone else in the party. And then he Spicy was supposed to just pull hate off of me. There wasn't enough pieces to make that work effectively. But uh, that's just yet another thing that you can do. And like I could even just dump enemy by just snarling it onto the slug or something. What's the um, recast on Snarl? Is it thirty seconds or is it a minute? Yeah, it's like 30 seconds. Okay, because Ventriloquy is nice. Because Snarl's a complete enmity dump, which you could, you know, it could also work for Vent, but Vent's one minute. But Vent's nice for the fact that if you give all your enmity to the pet, and there's times we see the pet just kind of loses an enmity because either it gets, I don't know if it's getting beat. It just bleeds it quickly. Yeah, it bleeds it quickly because it's getting hit harder and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things about it. We talked about it before, and I'm like, I want to, uh, there's something yeah. else going on here I would like to know about, or there must be some specific pet enmity calculations or something of that nature maybe not so much there's just some other factor there but with a pup you know if you merit out vent which you definitely could temporarily or just in general could have a couple in you know you can go up to 50 percent plus to whoever is gaining more enmity so the puppet in this case and 50 percent minus to you so you're till you're still technically removing enmity from the equation because the pet's going to lose yep. it and if there's a reset completely you know the beast master is now in the weeds it's not going to have hate at least the Puppet Master will still be up there on the hate list, especially if you keep, you know, hitting it with sneak attack and stuff. And I think hand-to-hand -hand yeah. and dagger works very well together in general. Yeah, I, I agree, um, especially uh, on the light side of things. I'd say a Thief is probably a bit more synergistic. Yeah, because of, of Mendelik's stab, which is another reason I want yeah. Vajra. I mean, when, the way we've been playing, if I had Vajra to work out, it just it works very nicely with the way we're making strategies because that fusion comes into play I... a lot. I don't say this very often because Thief is my most disliked job in this game. It doesn't mean Thief's bad, but I have to always make that disclaimer. But I, I dislike Thief. I, I think Thief is, is an opportunity missed by SE. But in the Zivioso we just did, the Thief would have been great. Uh, Dragoon oh, yeah. is interchangeable Thief in that fight. 
Yeah, I would. I, I can tell you that. Right I now. would actually prefer to have been on Thief in that fight. It was going nice. Yeah. I liked Angon and everything. I didn't like the way my Wyvern was getting destroyed by the Fetters. Like it didn't die, yeah. but I was. I don't like having to throw Spirit Bond on and cure. I don't like having to ride Spirit Link a lot. And I'm in. I was in Gladys for the eight percent pet <laughs> DT, and I was yeah. in. I, it's not physical, so the, the relic legs don't count. I was also in those, but I was also in the plus two neck for like 25%. So I'm in a good chunk of gear. My wyvern with shell and stuff should have capped MDT for sure. Yeah, um, it should. those three things. And it's still just... It didn't die because of that. It's the magic evasion that I was know, the problem. I know. Same with all those fetters have a magic evasion check where if you evade, it does junk. But if you don't, it's hitting you for hundreds and there's multiple fetters out, so you're just getting destroyed. Yeah, I went Dragoon um, to the previous Seviosos and stuff, even before you joined our group, and um, it always ended up breaking my skill chain uh, because I would have to stop and use Don Molson. I didn't have to do that, open. but I don't carry him. I'm out of room. Uh, I, I, I had to make room for it. Like, I was at 80 of 80 inventory. I can't fit any Muslims in this caravan. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh... It was gross. But yeah, Thief, Thief, I don't think would have had any problems in that same position. Uh, you don't have to, you won't have to babysit a pet. And again, pets really suck with fetters, but it is what it is. And um, you would just honestly have better DT sets as a Thief um, to be able to evade most Yes, of that was the big reason too, is Malignance would have been absolutely great in that fight versus, you know, not having Zevioso actually missed me quite a bit. Um, I was wondering I that eight. too. Yeah, it was just missing a lot. I don't think their accuracies are very high. I was wondering too if I was I didn't want to say it. I was thinking about it literally thirty seconds ago, right before you said that. If you could with the subtle blow two on beast, if you could actually engage on beast and have someone evasion tanking it so the mod doesn't get TP. I don't think you need to add the beast in that situation. I think well, it's got good subtle blow. It needs well, well yeah, it does. You you would have to use um, slashing you'd want to use a turret. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't want slashing damage on Zebioso, though. I'm, no, I'm talking about bows. Oh, my bows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, a Beastmaster could actually do what a ninja does uh, in like with what Carrot was saying before about how you just use uh, TP limiting strats. Um, a Beastmaster could probably do that. But the ninja's more evasive in this situation, too, so maybe it's better suited to ninja. But, I mean, if no TP is oh. really going off, the, the thief, or not the thief, the Beastmaster should be able to actually contribute at that point. Depending on what else is going on in your run, you might actually be able to give the Beastmaster Mambos. Yeah, but the you know, the two Carols already, so you can't without a fifth song. You're gonna lose that haste you need. Oh, that's why you have the fifth song. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but then it hinges. It may not. It may not song. even need. It may not even need to be Honor March. Um, it just depends on on what else is in your party. But like, let's say you had to forego a Red Mage or something, which would be kind of strange. But just kind of bear with me. Um, <laughs> and go with like a Geo instead. Blind two. Yeah, like dark shots on. <laughs> if only. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there, there are probably other ways going about it that would make a beastmaster work. Um, my only issue with using a beastmaster as the main DD in uh, on an embos is you would have to use a pangu to do it. Uh, otherwise, your pet would there would be no surviving. Pet. Like you, you need every ounce of DT possible um, to keep that thing alive, and that that's why. Um, in those arguments, like I, I said that, you know, trying to rely on a beast to multi-step by itself is, is a terrible, terrible fucking idea because you are screwing over the party the moment you fail. Yeah. You might as well use everybody present. Nobody has to grandstand. Nobody has to have like the sole fate of the party fall on them. And that's the best way to do things, guys. 
make sure everyone is working together. Even if you have to talk about it beforehand, even if it's a pug, you just talk to people. That's what you're supposed to do in an MMO. Um, and then just have people like do the roles that they need to do. Uh, sure. My ax would have done great damage against embos. In fact, I, I stole the kill shot. Just be funny, but it wasn't worth the opportunity cost because if I had lost that slug at any, t- at any point, I wasn't like the summoner where I could just pull it right back out. I needed that body as a damage split for timber. So that way the white mage can continue doing what they need to do. And like, we wouldn't have someone like the summoner die. Who's already pretty squishy and low HP. Like you have to think about these things before you just go off about how you could do X by yourself and how cool it would be if you did it. You know, you have, you have to think about the greater whole rather than just what you can do. I do like that on a job like beast or all jobs in this game, frankly, maybe just on beast as a subject that, how well you gear out will determine your synergy with other jobs because if you have that pengu it changes how you fit in a strategy and how you can apply yourself yeah. to it and it, it rewards you for going that deep with a with your job and you can go really deep on any job like that oh yeah um there are situations where i would gladly be a uh a, a geomancer as a beastmaster or i would gladly be a warrior as a beastmaster or i'd just be a beastmaster as a beastmaster it, it's about understanding situationally where that fits into your synergy or your strategy like it's not you don't always have to do all of the above in order to play your job properly. I can see why we uh you know actually end up winning runs because we can talk about it and think about it like this. Yeah. Yeah, like and another thing, like amongst your group or anything, like you don't have anything to prove. Like I, I don't have to prove prove that I'm a DD. People understand that I can do damage if I want to do damage. And how much does it actually matter? Like it it doesn't matter that you're some sort of weird R15 DD. When we did Zevioso, um, I did it with an Akrontica on. <laughs> I, di- I didn't even use Arima. Akrontica. Akrontica. Akrontica Gladys. Akrontica yeah. is the... Discord's been really crappy this latter part of the episode, but Akrontica is the DT dagger from Tier 2 Odyssey. So it's just essentially DT and... And Enmity. Def- yeah, Enmity is defensive. Yep. But it has a really high base damage like Anais does. Um, in fact, it's only like 2 damage off of Anais. OSC, uh, you wacky dogs. Yeah. You wacky, gave, wacky racers. They gave Dancer a quote unquote tanking dagger that has the base damage of a Rima. Cavill says he's here for the cooking tips. Oh yeah? Yes. That's good. Um, is that a, a synergy with the show or no, I'm just I'm just trying to find out anything else is here for <laughs> Okay. Uh hover shot again. Puppet Oh, here you go. Here's the one from uh um Eric's here is Puppin Scholar. Uh, if yep. properly set up, a tank Matan can close any skill chain open by a scholar to stretch stratagems forever. I could see that. Forever is a bit of a yes, yes. word to use, but uh, I can see what they're getting at. And um, that actually would have been really useful in that key fight that I was talking about before. Key, yeah, Pup is um, great for key. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you would just be able to allow the scholar to do more in the party. Like if the scholar doesn't have to close the skill chain, um, they also have the ability to double down on other roles, like making sure the right buffs are on people, especially like thunderstorms and stuff like that. And it can even just magic burst. So it's if, not going to be as good as black mage, but it's still pretty decent. If the pet's not tanking, uh, because you get destroyed by fetters and it's not tanking. I don't want to do this again. Would it? Uh well no that's what everyone's been talking about too if the it steam wouldn't. if the steam jacket with a water um but I think it's gonna be the same oh, case fetters. as I thought I thought you said fullers no fetters no I think it's been the yeah, same case with my wyvern because my wyvern had capped you know MDT and everything too 
I think it's the fact of because all the steam jackets doing because pups uh, armor uh, plates used to only give defense many moons ago. Now they give PDT, yeah. so everyone's tanking with the PDT, and that's what they focus on. Steam jackets the opposite; it's MDT, but it's only for successive uh, elemental attacks, and only forty percent. Essentially, but it's not have... resistance. Yeah, it's not resistance. There's a resistor for because I was talking elements. to Eric's about that before. Yeah, and it... he had mentioned that when I was when he was talking about. Uh, it, it would help mitigate it would help mitigate and he could probably definitely have more to say about it because i'm still a new returning pup on the subject he would know a little better than i but as far as i know it's just mdt to that successive element and that would be the same as my wyvern having shell and the gear and stuff on uh because it's still taking a lot of damage from the fetter and it was, well it might have not just been that it might have been the because i'm getting poison and there's the choke effect i think the choke effect's really killing yeah. it too so there's a lot of DOTs well, in the Wyvern there too. It might it, the puppet might live, but I was gonna say if you have someone else tanking, the puppet could help because you gotta change your gear too at that point from HP and stuff from uh, auto repair kit being increased yeah. in potency to actual a little more DT offensive gear. But then that would actually be really good for these combos of people who aren't using Ninja. Which why aren't you using Ninja for Ongo? But on Ongo yeah. with Scholar because you run out of stratagems all the time, and even on older content that you do that way because some people still do that for. A couple things like um, uh, what you call it? The pudding guy, pudding guy. Zerd? Yeah, Zerd. For Zerd, it's good too. If it the stratagems, I mean, it depends because sometimes you kill it so fast, it doesn't matter. But that's, sometimes you just cloud splitter to death. Yeah, and so I was gonna. As soon as I was saying that, I was thinking we, we've you, progressed pretty far. You can also just cloud splitter to death, but still, I mean, I guess Key is still a great example. But you know, well, I I mentioned Key because it's old content that we've kind of joked about. It's relevant though. On the show a few times, but I still join groups just to help them out because I don't need anything from Key. I just go and just play the game and see how people are doing it. And people are still struggling the same way they've always struggled on this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it's old content, but it's not old for people who are trying to progress in the game. The problem is, is these people now have new gear, though, and they're still running into that same problem. Well, there's a mechanics wall. Exactly. Like, I guess it's, um, I guess it's just people figuring out how to approach things better and it's hard to instill that kind of knowledge or that that ability to reason in people and so i'm usually at a loss because i i don't know how to help people with that specifically uh so yeah i mean hopefully part of why we do this besides enjoying it i guess uh is to actually get the information out there and change the narrative so hopefully when we talk about Dancer in this episode, people are going to talk about it in a more favorable light. And even if they don't know anything about Dancer, if you have someone, anything in this game, if you don't know about it, but it has a positive perception, if someone goes, you know, well, what about Dancer? It'd be like, well, I don't have Dancer. I don't know anything about Dancer, but I've heard that like, Dancer is great if you have a good Dancer. So just having that one thing of people like, like when it comes up in link shell chat for people in groups, if you don't know about the job, that's the end right there. But if you don't know about it and you say it's good, then someone's going to look at it. And if people look at it, they play the job, if there's a job out there, it, it changes the narrative. You're going to find dancers now because the problem people are having is in Carrot's group, I go, why aren't you using a beast for that? And she goes, well, no one has beast. So, you know. And guys, beast is actually the easiest job to gear for what we've been using it for. Oh, well, yeah, especially when the pet's standing there. Yeah, talk about it's easier than Geo. Like, yeah, it, it, much easier than Geo. You don't even need an Idris. Guess what? A Beastmaster's Idris costs eight k each from the uh, NPC in uh, Upper Juno. 
Oh, what what is this? Eight K? Is it the jug? Yeah, it's the jug for yes. dire broth for this plug. Yeah, like it. It's 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 really nice though for people who have Beastmaster who are newer players. At least now you have a ticket into being able to be part of something and get better gear. I'm not saying that everyone needs to bandwagon beast just to apply defense down and kill or instinct if you can figure out what the correlation is. Um, but what I am saying is that if you can work into a group, it's very powerful and it's something that one of the weaker members of your group who still need like help boosting up, they can actually get on this job in particular and, for, and perform just as well as I would have. Like I didn't have to be super geared outside of DT to do what I did for Embos or I mean or, or anything. This is or this guy. is true and all, but anytime something gets bandwagoned. I, you know, to see a job trivialized down to just one thing of one pet, because as much as the Beastmaster is being talked about, it's one pet, not how we're getting Killer Instinct by calling out the Lizard for Zebioso yep. or calling out the Beetle for the tree and then going away. People just be like, slug. And it, you know, as great as it is to see most people get people on the job, you can go. Yeah, mo- most people don't know how good Killer Instinct actually is. Like, I never see anyone talking about Killer Instinct. Yeah. Not even on the Beast forums. Yeah, I don't know why. It's really amazing and broken. It's pretty broken, yeah. This is the first time I've been able to go and make Killer Effects food and have a reason to use it. Yeah, he's been using Killer Effect food in every one of these fights. Coin effect on the uh, the coin cookie on Zevioso. I had to. I forgot to reply to the guy. Guy, as you say appropriately, is how it should be said, I imagine. Um, but even when it was on, I I didn't feel like I was getting hit as hard obviously because it impacts that but it was noticeably i felt much more comfortable and survivable like this is the difficulty the fight was supposed to be at as opposed to just getting killed by prolific puncture on brune fencer for like 2k yeah yeah it's always awesome when it hits you for zero instead because that's what it was hitting hayden for uh hayden was our monk uh in there he's another one of our in our group i've mentioned him before and yeah he was getting hit for like zero or just maybe even a few hundred damage by something that was like straight up one shotting us oh before. Yeah. yeah before we changed to beast he was getting one shotted by it and then when beast came out mm-hmm. with the killer effects he was he was laughing at it which is yeah. a huge difference so as nice as it is to see people pick up a job it is never fun to see them trivialize a job down to not being able to play it not knowing anything about it and just getting the most base gear set they've copy pasted and getting on for a slug and afk that would be same yes. just as bad as geo afking and doing nothing and that you know we talk shit about those people because they are obviously terrible human beings but yeah. you're you're absolutely right like i don't mean to trivialize beast obviously because like i'm one of the greatest advocates for its utility in everything basically um but it is like a really nice entry level option for end game, not for starting the game, because there's way lots of gear that you need other jobs to be able to get. Um, that goes back to a different episode. Uh, but as far as like Western. entries to end game, yeah, if you if you just have like a warrior, for example, and you're having trouble getting into end game because you're not like geared to the teeth like people want you to be, um, Beastmaster shares a lot of gear with warrior here. And if you already have one job, it can help you get Beastmaster gear to at least be able to fill this kind of role and beat this content. You know, just, just think about those things when it, when you take your approach to being able to, uh, you know, go to things in this game. And Eric's also follows us up more with not just uh, scholar and the, you know, uh, tank Matan. So the Valor edge puppet doing, you know, skill change with that. But also he says, my static used a beast toll fair pet opening a swooping frenzy, which is fusion to also lower magic yep. defense bonus with my tank Maton closing it into light with Bone Crusher. 
So yeah. that's that's you know that's a great combo too. Those two pet jobs who have you know the masters can do something else too or fight alongside them to add extra DPS. But the pets are usually underwhelming for that. They have to add effects, but if they're directly making a skill chain you can't normally make, which is generally the case, and you have someone in a magic strategy using magic bursts for that. So I like to see a beast and a pup on Ongo. Actually, that'd be interesting, but we'd have to make sure that it does the right skill chain. But I would like to see a Black Mage amplified by Killer Instinct's damage bonus. Yeah, because the main damage of that fight is still Black Mage, even though the ninja was doing uh, a third of the damage with its uh, ninjutsu nukes. Ninjutsu? Ninjutsu? Whatever the fuck it is. Nukes. Ninjutsu, yeah. yeah. Uh, Even though that was a big part, a third of the damage we still needed to get through that fight in time, I still think it'd be nice to see... It probably there's no replacing ninja in that fight, but I still like to see pup and beast applied together with magic bursting and some other content that is not ongo. I can agree with that. Besides, we'll have to key see what else well. they come out with. Oh yeah, I mean obviously key. I know like going back to Beastmaster and you know stuff we've duoed as Beastmasters. Um, Beastmaster, the person who puts out content, he's on YouTube, has great great stuff. <laughs> um, it's really confusing whenever I mention him because I can never tell. It's hard to tell if I'm talking about a person or a job. But, yeah, it sounds uh, like actually, intentional confusion. Right. We we actually, um, to do a lot of the, the duos that we've done um, for content, uh, we actually, uh, and also him and Falkirk, people knew who Falkirk is on his other server, um, we actually approach things from a skill chain standpoint. Like we, we tend to try to make sure our pets skill chain together because it's just extra free damage. And like a scholar, um, Beastmaster, two Beastmasters can can skill chain. One Beastmaster can skill chain, but two Beastmasters can basically skill chain infinitely. So while that's not relevant to Odyssey, it's still something to watch out for. If like maybe you need like skill chainers or something, because the the readies are almost always up. There's no weird stratagems. Speaking of skill chains, uh, Mr. Cricket here also as the last part of that other thing he had said with uh, hover shots here is. Maybe in the episode you could touch on particularly strong skill chain partners. That's an area I'm unfamiliar with. Like if Job X has a strong, a lot of strong closing options, <clears throat> thief, with their main weapons, and Job Y has opening options that brings more to the table, <clears throat> ninja, than just opening everyone's uh, the savage blade off of. Yeah, daggers are amazing closers, um, especially when they're stacked. When they're not stacked, it's a little more medium. They're better openers um, at that point, but that's still yeah, good to switch it up. Ninja, ninja's a great opener. For people um it's not exactly the best closer because the, the weapon skills will never hit as hard because they're not gonna have like that stack option and they're still effectively daggers stat wise uh katanas are um but yeah absolutely like any of the daggers if you can ever work a dagger user um into uh the closing step of a skill chain especially something with skill chain bonus like dancer um but thief as well um yeah you'll you'll get great results Thief gets the back piece from... I actually have to get it. I've wanted to get it because I really want to use Anus in the correct... Anus. In the correct <laughs> fashion. Aeneas. Oh boy. I want to use Aeneas in the correct fashion uh, and actually make good Umbras for, you know, magic bursting purposes or whatever. Because even though it may not be the most optimal thing, uh, well, particularly if the skill chain damage is high enough, it would be optimal damage. But just if it, even if magic burst is not an optimal thing, the fact that you can do it with jobs that should be there, like ninja, I think really brings them into the fold. So as everyone's you know down on ninja sometimes, it does bring immense value for non-magic bursting purposes. But when you can add some magic bursting on top of that, I think ninja is really underutilized, as we talked about before, 
and that's a good way and, to bring it in. And not not everyone has a well geared ninja either. Like there's a huge huge difference between a well geared ninja and a not so well geared ninja. Um, it's probably a bigger contrast than most jobs. Uh, but in I that Ongo fight, in that Ongo fight though, you could probably substitute a ninja with a thief and do the exact same skill chain. In fact, the thief could probably do it solo because they have Ruger Storm. Yeah. So like the thief would use man. Mandalic stab to evisceration to Rudras to Rudras for Umbro with an Aeneas. And you'd save a party slot. Or you, you wouldn't, wouldn't be doing 15 to 20k nukes, though. That's correct. So what you always got to remember, and again, this is this goes back to strategy and synergy. Whenever you make a substitution, there's something else that that, that, that slot was performing. Um, it's also a, the same as a chess idea. Uh, whenever you're playing chess, if you move a piece, what you have to keep in mind is that there was a square or squares or piece that that piece was guarding that now it's not. So it's the same kind of idea. As you shift a, a party member in or out of the party, or not a party member, but a job in or out of the party, there was a role that that job still filled before that may not exactly line up with um, what you're adding. So you just kind of keep that in mind. Like, yeah, you can use a thief, but can your black mage compensate for that DPS loss from the bursts? So the first thing I think of with skill change is obviously blue mage, and swords are not very great at skill chaining. They're better in a sequence with other jobs, is what I think. Better than great swords. <laughs> they're better in a sequence with other jobs. But yeah, great swords too. I think they're the same idea. I think swords in this game were designed by SE. This is my tinfoil hatting to be part of a skill chain sequence, opening, closing, middle, etc. Uh, and not the entire solo skill chain like a katana would do, or even a dagger yeah. would do, which I think they balanced out by in their minds being weaker weapons. Everything you can see usually has a point is what I try to tie it to. Like this is a weaker yeah. weapon, therefore it's better at skill chaining is how they balance it out. Better heavy DD armor, lower magic evasion. For sure. Well, you say that, and really only Dragoon still has to worry about that now. Well, Niame, but the game's still changing, so... Gluttys is like not bad. I think it's I could have like got by with Gluttys, but I just did, was not buying a full set of Gluttys for an emergency DT set I had not planned out. Yeah, I wouldn't do a full set of Gluttys either, unless you had like multiple jobs that can benefit from it. Well, I mean, they need, the, they need most pieces. They need the head and body for Thief, and then Dragoon uses all the whole entire set for... Drake's various things, cap tack, and at least the body comlons instead. Yeah, you have a higher chance of capping Pdiff with something like comlons, so it's actually more reasonable to work that into a lot more sets too. Yeah, I already did that in the guide. I'm not revisiting that anytime. I'll just go look at what I did. <laughs> oh man, get that thousand yard stare. Yeah. Any other jobs that stand out um, for skill training? I mean, samurai is obvious, but anything that's less obvious. Yeah. Like, I think uh, CDC, I didn't even finish my thought. CDC is great because we struggled for distortion. Yes. Um, CDC, throwing that in there would absolutely be great. And you would think that a rune fencer would be able to close, no. but it actually isn't because of uh, frag, the way the properties align. Yes, because you have frag distortion and frag is primary. You're going to create a fragmentation on top of that, uh, on top of that um, gravitation that's open instead of uh, darkness. Yeah, yeah. That's so you problem. actually can't. Yeah, you had to have a uh, bard in there doing uh, Rudras. That's when well, having a blue not exclusive comes in because there's not a lot of great distortions. It's like we didn't have a dagger, so Rudra. Like everyone just thinks of Rudras and stuff when you're doing dark, and you don't have that. You don't have a ninja, you don't have a Sam, and you don't have a thief or a dancer at that point. Your options for distortion are essentially like um, the fucking relic bow, <laughs> or CDC, or an avatar. Or Gear Skogel. 
I mean, yeah, or Beastmaster. I mean, that's about Ruinator. It. Yeah, Ruinator. Uh, as far as like uh, jobs that have like all the weapon, or all the skill chain types like together, um, very few of them have as many as like Beastmaster does. Like it's right up there with Samurai um, for skill chain compatibility, actually. You have everything. You know, having inundation from a red mage at that point, not needing to heal <laughs> because you've changed your setup there, could actually be really good for skill chain damage with a Beastmaster who's meleeing. I actually really would like to see a situation where we could abuse inundation on something like um, on something like either Ongo or um, Embos. Without because em- Embos Embos doesn't take much for damage from skill chains, so like any extra damage you can add would be great. Without putting it into BG Wiki, um, my memory of inundation is that it needs different weapon types. Not so yes. if you're a single axe making a multi step, it's just the extra one but it doesn't you have, do anything but if you have every it's like point it's like 10 percent for every oh, it doesn't do anything every additional weapon past the first type okay so yeah so if you have all those different types yeah so you would need like like axe sword dagger all working the together pet should count too right bonuses. yep so actually at that point um it becomes less efficient for a dancer to close because they already have high skill chain bonus so you actually want to um, have something like a dancer, or something with high skill chain bonus, or like a dragoon. Um, you want them to uh, open for a lot of that and let the uh, other jobs that that can hit hard um, close with that effect. So because... inundation is just skill chain damage bonus, which caps at what fifty? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, 50%. yeah, fifty percent, if I recall. Which I'm gonna it say loses, it loses some value with uh, allies roll too, but you very rarely get chances to put allies roll on things, which is unfortunate. Only time, yeah. I wish if you have a second core, which you don't, um, <laughs> you can, but not not in Odyssey. Um, it was mostly only I only really used it for Apex or key fights. If you want to solo it with a samurai or a dragoon, just let those uh, skill chains do cap damage. It's a, it's actually a really efficient way of killing that boss. I think allies roll if you're a solo thief DDing would be more effective than chaos if you have proper buffs for sure. Especially yeah, on, because of the nature of stacked uh, weapon skills. Yeah, especially because sure. there's nothing else you can give a thief after Sam's roll. You can't give him fighters. If you don't need chaos, that's it. So I well, mean, one of the things you also want to look at is how does skill chain damage perform on the mob you're fighting too. Yeah, so, that's um, it's, that answer is going to be more obvious when it does take a lot of skill chain damage, like an apex mob, and Odyssey but less obvious terrible. when it's something like Embos. Yeah, Odyssey is all garbage skill chain damage. Like Zevioso was doing like like seven hundred eighty one darkness skill chain off of weapon skill. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Umbra for like two k or something at most. Maybe it was like a thousand something. I didn't pay attention to what my umbers were on Ongo, but they weren't great. Yeah, they would not be. They were not notable. I think what SE did is they made the resistance tiers lower on everything. And then maybe there's some other penalty there too. Maybe it's high magic defense bonus as well. It seems like high magic defense bonus um, the way that... uh... Your nukes were? Actually, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I would actually say that it's um, it's an int penalty. Oh, they have because they're probably it, really it high really, int. Because what ends up happening is if you if you land something like uh, like burn and impact on something like Ongo, you see a pretty massive spike damage, um, and all that that's going to do is increase the base damage of your nuke, which is a de int situation. Like that's all part of the de int part of the formula. So the difference between your int and the mob's int for those who don't quite know what de int is, but that that helps determine the base damage of your nuke, which is then multiplied by your magic defense ratio. Magic attack, magic defense ratio. 
Yeah, I it, think their stats. Are, I, I'm going to assume their magic defense bonus is it's going to be higher than normal, so probably 200 plus or somewhere around 200, maybe. Yeah. Uh, because it's usually this game, as far as I've always seen, it's pretty standard. I've had some 75 stuff where it was like it's usually around 100, and it'd be like some exceptions, be like 105, 110. I think like a Lamia is like 110 and a magic defense bonus trait. Mm-hmm. But then the NMs be like 150. But in Ambuscade, I've seen outside of the high tier battlefields I mentioned before, where it goes up something ridiculous like 400. Uh, but it's usually around like outside of certain Ambuscades where it was particularly magically you know resistant, it'd be like th- two, three, four hundred. It's usually around 200. Uh, depending. It depends on the it can, NM. It can too. be lower too, 150. Generally, even for hard stuff, it can be 150. Back when I was testing. Um the geomancer like daybreak and um and doing like seraph strike versus like uh, flash nova and getting like the crazy damage off of that i tested that on nms so i ended up actually popping some sanguias and i found out that sanguia which is one of the rising gym tier ones it has around 260 uh magic defense bonus it's also a paladin or something too so it probably just has mm-hmm. it built in so so it's going to depend on, on the mob like sometimes it will seem low sometimes it will seem high um but uh yeah I, it wouldn't surprise me if magic defense actually ends up higher in a lot of situations because malaise is nerfed too. So they probably didn't want us going in and malazing the shit out of uh, Ongo and just, you know, forcing multiplication to do its job. Something like Sangbuya is an exception because usually even the other NMs are going to be like 150 or so, maybe 200. Yeah. But even they can yeah, be as low as 100 low. sometimes, still like old 75 stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just give them terrible magic defense bonus to incentivize us without telling us, even though it doesn't do enough. Yeah. It all it all just depends. Like you gotta do that research in advance and see if it if it matters to attack it in one way or another. Uh, because sometimes raising your base damage can be better than trying to slightly adjust your your magic attack magic defense ratio. Like it, it just depends on on where the bigger outcome is gonna lie. Is there any job that does light and dark really well besides samurai, um, thief? Yeah, ninja does. Ninja does. I, I mean. Um, Beastmaster does. I want to say Pup is really good at doing both, but it relies on the puppet, so it's not like you can do that. A monk is more based in light. Does Pup really do anything darkness-wise that a monk can't do? Because Pup doesn't get distortion, which is kind of a problem. The pet I mean, I guess, I guess your, your pet does, yeah. So I guess that counts, yeah. That's what I'm going off of, because you don't get fusion without the pet as well. You do? Yeah, you get Shijin Spiral. Yeah, you do. Then, uh, you also, if you're not skill chaining, um, you have the the um, Azurian fist, Howling fist, Raging fist uh, trifecta, where you can make. Yeah, uh, that's how I usually do it. Is I I make the the fusion or uh, liquefaction to fusion. Yeah, if you're not stepping liquefaction, you just go straight to Azurian fist to Howling is a really powerful fusion. There's a lot of ways you can do it. But yeah, it, it it's definitely flexible. The the puppet adds quite a bit for for skill chain compatibility. That's for sure. I mean, most jobs skill chain pretty well. It's really just like the great sword users that are that are kind of stuck. Because yeah. even um even uh, Dark Knight with Scythe can actually put out some pretty cool stuff. Like it's actually missing fragmentation from Scythe to do like cool light based things. But at least you get a a really decent fusion and insurgency. So, you know, I think you Dark Knight Scythe. It, I mean, SC threw it a bone with the skill change because Greatsword is terrible. So I think they were hoping that the skill chain would be enough for Scythe, but I really like to see Scythe used more. If I had, if my uh, Terpsichore was not baking right now, I would actually have a Liberator baking. 
<laughs> baking. Yeah, it has to bake for a year until I can pull it out of the oven. I would like to see <laughs> Ambuscade. Pretty much. I would like to see you with Liberated Dark Knight. I think that'd be very fun. Then we could do a Dark Knight episode in two years then. Right. Because I, I am a, a decent Dark Knight, but I, I, my opinion on it still stands. Like, I, There's lots of other jobs that I would take first just because they require less fuss. You also thought that Thief's like an opportunity miss, which it is. I agree. But you also thought it was like completely underwhelming. I'm like, I don't know about that. I really like Thief as what it brings to the table. Yeah, I mean, my opinion on things is definitely not the end-all be-all. It came up like, in a Reddit I, I, too recently about, well, Thief only brings TH primarily, and I'm like, no, it does no. not. Oh, speaking of, and it's kind Reddit. of a tangent, I actually went out and soloed Omen yesterday, and I got 17 Astral Detritus on Dancer. Ooh, that's a lot. That, that, that was a lot for Dancer, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I go on blue to clear it in like 15 or less minutes. So, we'll say 15 on average. Uh, with TH4, which I imagine what you had, and I usually get, yeah. I average around 12. Sometimes yeah, I, seven, I just, sometimes uh, I get that high, but it's usually never that high. I busted out Fan Dance, and I just Aeolian Edge cleaved everything. I'll say 11 and, and I got 17. Yeah, it was it was a crazy haul. I, I guess that's kind of a, a tangent, but whatever. No, tangent. You, you just mentioned Treasure Hunter, and I was like, man, check this out. But the Ranger TH. I guess it's also Okay. But yeah, Thief is definitely more than just a TH horror, that's for sure. Like, using it as only a TH horror is really doing the job of disservice, that's for sure. I really, because someone posted also that they essentially do what I do when I go to Divergence and I'm trying to be serious. They said they had a Bard, a Core, a Geo, and their Thief, so they have Sub Rune, which is what I also do. And they, air parentheses there, they actually put parentheses around it, or not quotes around it, to be, you know, they tanked with little quotes around it, which already made me like them a lot. <laughs> the the run and it was great because while dancer would do it better because it has more tools there it has better evasion because dancer gets parry gear too like thief so dancer gets more dt it gets a comparable evasion that you can use obviously thieves better but if you have high enough the difference there is not going to matter i think dancer is number two in the game for evasion if you're fan dance mode and nothing is one-shotting you you're basically immortal as dancer yeah and thief, you're not really doing more vulnerable damage. at that point too yeah but but the thing with thief though is you're 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 dueling that party slot in a way that's more meaningful yes because you're, you're providing treasure hunter and you're the tank correct then yeah, the th so for that event where, is what matters so i mean thief gets just do dancer, thief. both jobs get both but yeah, it's because yeah, Thief can just evade that content, and also it can parry that content up to about 20% if you gear it out that way, and that is absolutely great. In fact, Dancer Thief Bard and like a Black Mage is probably more than enough to do most of uh, most of Dianus. Yeah, a Core Mule and and Carrot's Bard and you my know, Thief. Well, she's got a Mule. You just, you just set up the bursting um, between Dancer and Thief. Well, you need Sam's Dancer, roll. Dancer lowers magic evasion. You need Sam's roll to make things reliable for skill chaining with just a bard and a and a thief. No, I'm saying uh, bard, dancer, thief, and then a black mage. So oh yeah, me. well, I only had her and I, but yes. Yeah, because you want to cap haste. Like capping haste is the most important. That's why that's a bard and a core and a thief. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. I mean, everyone wants to close the 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 leaden salute, but um, I'd be more concerned about just like. Not having any kind of a healer, that that would be really, really scary. I guess the bard could heal. It was. It was. 
Uh, the core might have also been sub mage or something too. I don't remember. You know what else is weird about not having an outline? I don't. I don't really think we know how to. I was thinking it's about time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. I I figured I would just say what we're probably both thinking at this point. Like we've talked about some some cool stuff that like jobs can work together. We've gone on a lot of fucking tangents. So the people who love that, I guess, will love that. But you know, there's there's really not too much we can add without you know any other feedback um, for stuff that we haven't done specifically. Because like we haven't done everything. We don't know all the combinations. We got some cool stuff going on, but honestly, I, I think we're we've just about summed up uh, most of our experiences recently. I did like Eric's here saying that they use Gandiva with the their setup for our I like body. That. I really want Gandiva to be good. Oh, it it works for them because uh, nice. the the range for true shot. Well, I said they're going to try it on it. They're planning to use it on Arab body V15 next, but they we've had some pretty great results with it so far, is what he said. So I wasn't sure what that means. I have no doubt that they're going to be fine on that Arab body. Yeah, I don't doubt it either. Let's see. So where did they talk? In fact, what's really awkward is I should probably be the ranger for our body because I have Arma, but uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Norcris do that because I always end up having to have him go Barter White Mage. They use a what do they use a summoner to pacifying Ruby the Ranger with Gandiva or whatever. Let's see, Pup Ranger Core Summoner Beast Red Mage for what it's worth. Yeah, it was the core that they had to do. Um, apparently, Hovershot was enough of an enmity decrease, along with the Ranger's play, obviously. Uh, that stopped them from having to pull hate the way a Corsair does. Rangers typically don't pull that much hate. Um, they actually have quite a bit of negative enmity in their sets normally, but I guess this one particularly didn't. I remember reading that over. So, so Eric's actually doing similar strats to what we're doing too, and we haven't coordinated that, but that's actually beautiful. He says, Beast Defense down, Aravati, and buffs Ranger and Core with Killer Instinct. Red Mage for debuffs and Flurry too. Summoner for yep. buffs and enmity resets, though only the Core needed it in the end. Yeah, um, we're probably not going to use the summoner, but, but outside of that, like uh, summoner was basically could, what we're going to roll. Make with. it helpful. Eh. Well, if, if they need it for the core, I, I think, mean, I think we have, I think we have better jobs available for it. Yeah, because like we're going to put enmity down on the uh, the corsair, and he does have a shozi, so um, he'll actually. Oh, be they didn't take. Yeah, they didn't take a bard, so maybe dirge would be enough. Yeah, we're going to have a bard. Hmm, that's cool. I still think it's nice that they fit a summoner in there and it made it work well because I agree. It does bring more to the table than just Ruby. It brings all the other buffs too. the The main problem with with us bringing a summoner is either Haydn or myself would have to be the summoner. Here's a quick question of my ignorance of which I wish to no longer have. Um, huh. Siren Subtle Blow Two as a favor would that reduce TP range uh, range TP fed or is that a static number it's like magic? Yeah, it'd be subtle blow too. Okay, so because the problem we have too is that the range TP feeds it so much TP, it's noticeably TPing more, and that constantly removes buffs and amnesia and shit, and it sucks. So maybe I go beast, we forego the bard, and I just have Felgar go summoner or something. I think that'd be nice because I think the subtle blow too can make a big difference there. I think it can also. That that's a very good point. That that actually sells me more on the summoner than the than the rest of what it would have provided. Because I thought like yeah, pacifying ruby is very good. Um, but the the subtle blow two is insane because I fought Arabati before in V fifteen and we had lost a we run right after immediately because the TP spam was out of control and things just went south because the white mage got a little too close for some reason and they got killed but the TP spam was out of control and I was I was still keeping it for the most part but I shouldn't have lost yeah. it at any point 
but the, the, the spam was out of control and the constant debuffing and, and not having no shell and taking extra damage, it was just bad. So if that can be avoided with a summoner yeah. giving Soto Blow 2 to Rangers and Cores in the background, that is great synergy. It's, an, it's amazing synergy. There is no weapon in the game that, per, that feeds as much TP as Marksmanship does. It is insane, especially when they start having quad and triple shot. A uh, quad shot for the the core and triple shot for the ranger. Um, it's it, it, the amount of TP it feeds is astronomical. So the more we can cut that down, the better. There's also subtle blow ranged food as well. What is it? The uh, I forget what it is, but I know it exists. I can make it for us. It's also a good point. Let me. I, I have to think about how they're going to approach this because. I, I know that Ranger gets some subtle blow gear, but I don't know how abundant it is. And I would like the subtle blow two to actually mean something. Because like if they're just sitting there with 23 subtle blow two and like no regular subtle blow, that's a problem. And we can't exactly bring a white mage for you know 25 subtle blow one uh, for Auspice. So it gets kind of strange. So they're going to have to hit 50 subtle blow in gear like in a pinch. Because I don't I... know if Using our good old tool and favorite here of auctionhouse.com, Power Search, putting in Subtle Blow 99 with Ranger. What do we get here? There's Subtle Blow plus 8 Ring with ranged attack 5. Let's see. What else is there? The Mantle, Turnian Dagger. They're not going to be able to use that. Um, not for the Volt anyway. Gear, Adamar Bomb. Yeah, it'd be Volt one. Gear. Volt Gear is also how Dark Knights used to do it, too. Mumu Feet, plus two of nine. Ohosi Hands, plus one, have 15. That's a pretty good chunk. And then um, I think Dignitary's Ring also has a pretty good chunk. It does. Um, Sherida has five as well. Be kind of a janky set. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I mean, some subtle blow is better than none, obviously. The Empyrean head, the Omni plus one has oh wow has uh what is it twelve? Kobo coat, which is I believe those drop from Syria. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see, that's that's only twenty five range. Actually, that's ten in the hands though. There's pieces of gear here. Subtlety specs. No, those are melee only. Erudite necklace, range accuracy ten, subtle plus six. Yeah, so there's some weird options out there. This is all gear that I don't think they would have on them when we go to do our next run. Yeah, they didn't and quest. that's just that's just ranger. That's they not didn't the quest core. their erudite necklace. Uh, I'm pretty sure I threw mine on the ground. You can get it back from the NPC right away. Oh boy! There's oh that, boy! There's that one range accuracy 14 subtle blow ring. Is that from the shark or something? It's that that mm-hmm. weird. It's a weird name ring. I forget what it's from. It's an Adeline ring from one of the wild keepers or something. Delve. I think it's a more realistic fight if we can get a white mage in for auspice. We'll look at it. But it would make it super trivial because his most dangerous part is in his TP mode. It's his spam, yeah. With that said, like any amount of subtle blow is probably going to be an improvement, though. True. That is that as well. But we'll have to see. Also depends on, on how fast we kill him, too. Like I'm 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 assuming Hovershot is going to be stupid. Yeah, I haven't fought him since Hovershot came out. Problem is, is he's likely going to be using foam and he's not going to be using uh, like Arma or anything else. Clotharius Torque. There you go. Yeah. It's got M minus, range accuracy, and subtle blow. So this right here that we're doing, um, this is actually pretty much how we brainstorm stuff uh when it comes to um 
when it comes to approaching the content that we do. Like this right here is actively what takes place in our group chat prior to a lot of runs. Like I'll usually throw out a strat or a strat that I want to use. And then we just kind of like bend to the strat as we go, um, as we figure out like what works and what doesn't. So what you guys are actively seeing on accident <laughs> is uh, the process that we I just got curious to approach this. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's the point is like you got to get curious about these things. I think if the Ranger thread had someone make a subtle blow set for Ranger, I think that'd be nice brainstorming. Yep. I think there's definitely a place for that. We talk about it for every other job. Why not Ranger? Oh, God, now I'm tempted to just throw a subtle blow set for Ranger together just so I can see what it looks like. I wonder what cores looks like unless they get different gear. Cores. A lot of it's the same. Yeah, Core is going to use like the Ashozi hands, and then and they the can actually provide. Oh, I'm so stupid. Core can make a roll. Ah, we just flipped that roll. That's funny. Problem solved. <laughs> let me let me look at the roll just to be sure. What is that? I forget. It's not a venture. Um, it's counter. Yeah, it's like monk's roll. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Yes. Okay. So if you roll well, a lucky number, that's crap. thirty-two subtle blow. That's a three. If oh, that's that's about even the bonus. If no, you have no, no, you essentially you roll. Cap. Oh yeah, yeah. If if you if you roll the lucky, you get thirty two. If you get an eleven, you get forty. And then with the hat, you get. Oh, I'm sorry. You get bonuses for every plus one or whatever. So if you have the ring, that's is. plus twenty. So if you roll a lucky number on which is a three, on you, so, on, you, you cap. Okay, well we're gonna cap solo blow that way. Gonna... <laughs> there, there you go. That's See, great synergy, and guess what? We get to tell we get to tell Hayden to use this weird ass role. That's great, which is like the best Let, part. Let's hope we don't. Uh, I don't have to, like put away my greatsword or whatever on Rune Fencer and stop fighting and say, "Now, excuse me, why did you not get this role? Why are we failing right now?" <laughs> Actually, it sounds like you need to merit sword slide. Yeah, with the strategy, but that's only when when slide of swords up. I know. I could I could merit that just for the fight. We, we could have him reset us. I could I could merit that just for the fight. It doesn't matter. I, like, I didn't think not... I was going to be hitting them too much to make that matter. See, the thing is, is they're still going to be feeding a lot of TP. <laughs> so I, I'm i pretty sure that your sword slight isn't going to matter as much as, like, say, you and a monk, you know, doing a, a good duo. Um, like, they, they still have a really high TP feed weapons. It's just going to be more manageable like it was, like, against Embos, for example. Like, we're going to have... It'll be we more have like never... Ever use the core roll for subtle blow in any content I can ever think of, even before I was with you guys? I've never ever used this roll for anything. Well, we're about to do it tomorrow. I, so. It's great. Okay, is if you roll, if you roll a nine and you have a plus seven on core, you're capped. If you're rolling a lot eight, of times, you're two away from cap. And a lot of times, like they're still going to have like some quantity of gear that will still get you there or close. Yeah. So essentially, anything you roll, if you're a plus seven core, you will cap. I just want to see Hayden's reaction when we tell him that he's going to be doing Monk's role. And it, That's super funny. The difference should be startling, too. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll start throwing that strategy together probably tomorrow morning, because I usually just write it the day of. And at that point, I think we can just round this out and say thank you guys for listening. And if you want to join the link shell, it should be in the NPC concierge. If it's not, then please harass us. And how can you harass us by joining the discord or by getting on the BG forums and posting there? Because why not?
So otherwise, email us please at WTFInVanadeal at gmail.com, which is in the description of the video on YouTube or on any of the podcast descriptions that is on every freaking platform I can think of or know of. If it is not, please let me know and it will be added. Otherwise, yeah. Anything else, Bob? No, I'm tired as fuck. Later, guys. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. Fox, do you hear that? Is that, is that, I'm tired too. Is that outro music? Wait, is it outro music? Is it? I wasn't informed there was going to be outro music. Uh, Now there is, so just say it again. Later, guys.